everybody and welcome back to the warped lords podcast my name is mike votor uh everyone here calls me danger and i will be your host and dungeon master for this arc we return to the fractured world with our party about to uh spend some some much much needed uh time resting after a long harrowing day joining me this evening i have mike graham dylan and Jared. Mike, why don't you uh why don't you tell us who you're playing this week? Yeah, my name is Mike and I'm playing Mr. G, who is a she, it's like an elf-like character. Uh he is an engineer and uh uh he got a uh, pretty uh pretty fucked up last week. Uh got got shot by a giant robot spider and uh needs a drink really bad. Uh, what's up, everyone? My name is Graham, and I am playing Dennis, uh, a human politician guy who is incredibly gifted at My not name is getting Dylan. into fights. I am playing a gentleman master thief by the name of Atrian Gustave de la Pantoisienne, who is also the master thief of Jacques Rabit, but he secretly has a third identity, and that is a cat by the name of Monsieur Boots, because on the internet... Nobody will suspect that you are, in fact, a cat. I am Jared. Uh, I am playing a character named Johnny Law. He kind of talks. Oh, man, I got to get back into this voice here. <clears throat> Give me some I do declares. Uh, I do declare. All right, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Law is a bird, but he's also a cop. Half bird, half cop. Sometimes all cop, always all bird. And that's basically all there is to it. That and a lot of alcohol. <laughs> and of a, a lack of ability to focus on the things in which he's trying to say. I do declare. <laughs> um, I do declare. Uh... Wow. Well, all right. Then. Dude, uh, let me build back into it. I should have practiced. I should have practiced. This is why I asked you for five when we started. I only did one. <laughs> this is hubris at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God, I'm getting so cocky. <laughs> uh, cool. Mike, Dylan, uh, Mr. Yes. G and Boots are heading to the healing center uh, to go get fixed up because y'all got super fucked up last game. Much fun. Yes, that's right. So all of you enter. Um, there aren't many people in here. There's um, about seven people, including the co- uh, the people that work here. What do you all do? It it's like uh it's nighttime, right? Like it's like getting to dusk. Yep. So the lights inside are very yellow. They're very warm. There's glass panes on the top of the square part of the building, so moonlight is kind of shining in. It kind of makes the your warm yellow light a little bit more inviting and homey when you're inside. But this building's very very big inside of it. It's big. It's open. You can't see what's kind of in the back where everything's walled off where all the like 
recovery happens for the uh, sacred beasts. There's seating here. People sometimes sleep in these places, like if they can't afford to stay at a hotel or a hostel or anything like that. So what do you guys do? Mr. G is going to just uh, walk up to the counter. I'm assuming there's no queue, right? There's no queue. Yeah, it looks like all the people in here are just kind of resting. Um, like you see one person has this uh, sort of like child-sized red lizardy dragon looking thing it has like a large spike on the back of its head it has long claws and it has um a long orange tail with a flame on the end of it um and you see uh this trainer is feeding uh feeding his beast some like berries and some meat he's the only one kind of in your way but he's sitting next to it he's not actually in line yeah so mr g's gonna walk up to the counter and he's not even gonna pay any attention to the other guy because he's just so injured and uh he's gonna walk up there and be like um i uh i would like one of your uh free free health cares please the pink-haired girl behind the counter just goes oh i've never i've never heard anyone say it like that before all right all right then um where exactly do you ache sir (laughs) he looks at her kind of surprised because he's like nearing death (laughs) he just looks a um pretty much uh pretty much everywhere i uh I, yeah, please, I, I need some help. I see. Your injuries are very extensive, sir. Do you mind stepping behind the counter? Um, you notice to the side of it, there's this little kind of like door that flips up and she invites you back behind it. <laughs> me and my, uh, me and my friend here, we, we were both pretty grievously injured and also my, um, my sacred beast here, Gary. Here, hand me your capture spheres, gentlemen. I can bring these to the beast infirmary and i will bring you to the regular infirmary it will take a few moments for one of us to be over to get you healed give us just a moment uh but basically um she takes your capture spheres and walks back um you two are told to basically sit on these two small benches and wait for a moment do you say anything to each other while you're waiting well, Mr. G's actually sitting on the floor with his back up against the bench, like, just kind of sprawl I out. sprawl onto the bench next to him. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so you two just kind of sprawl out there for a moment. <laughs> G looks up at Boots, or, like, to his side, but, like, barely looks at him, really. He's just kind of staring forward, like, thousand-yard stare, and he's, uh, Oh, Boots, I'm sorry if I... I got you into this. I I really thought we had that one. Qua? You didn't shoot me. The spider shot me. Oh, yeah. I, I, true. I, I guess I have no <laughs> accountability for your injuries whatsoever. <laughs> so after just a, a brief moment, um, the pink-haired nurse comes back up. Um... Gentlemen, your your room is ready. Um, are you able to stand? Uh, yes, but I are we going to be held up for a while? No, it it won't. It shouldn't be long, permitting nothing is you know, punctured or pierced. You know, depending on just how bad things are. Yeah, I think I can make it there on my own. I can I can have one of the beasts lift you if need be. Lift me. <laughs> <laughs> Just the tiniest French boy arm fraily just holds up and then drops by the end of your sentence. Yes, exactly. 
Understood, sir. One second. Uh, you see her shuffle in her uh, apron on the front of her kind of like nurse's uniform, and she pulls out a black and red capture sphere. She drops it on the ground, and you both see this large periwinkle sort of like humanoid figure come out of it. He has rips in his like large muscly skin. You're not quite sure if it's like more muscle or like tears from too many muscles. Um, you expect to look up to see a more humanoid face, but it's almost kind of duck-like in a way. And he has like three, uh, fins on the top of his head. You all have actually seen this one before. Uh, you saw this guarding the bridge, uh, leading into Professor Bonsai's, uh, study. How many arms are we talking? Two arms? Four arms? Two. Okay. He stands about middle middle five feet, um, and he picks you up effort, effortlessly, Adrian. Um, and you just feel so supported and just so held. You actually kind of fall asleep in his arms as he picks you up and cradles you. I feel like a kitten again. <laughs> you start mewing softly, but you're in French boy form. Uh, Mike, does Mr. G just try and get up on his own? Yeah, Mr. D just follows. He's not like, he's not that injured. He's just, he just is feeling pretty shitty. Yeah. So you're led into, uh, a big room. Um, there's a couple of what looks like monitors that are like carved into like slabs of amethyst. You see a couple of tables that are also like carved out of like big rocky slabs and where they're flat, it's almost like just a sheet of amethyst glass. Um, you also see a couple of those containers full of that energy in here, that like blue bubbling energy. You two are given two beds to, to kind of sit on and you are told to lie back. After a moment, the nurse, uh, wipes all of you down. Uh, she wipes both of you with this like weird cloth. You feel sticky for a moment. And then you feel very, very clean. It's almost like you're, you're using like a, uh, a wet nap sort of feeling, you know, that like almost sticky cleanness after you're wiped with it. After a moment, that stickiness forms a slight tingle, almost like you're drinking some water after you chew minty gum. Your body begins to tingle and slowly the outer wounds on your body begin to knit up and they begin to feel better and slowly from head to toe um your bodies begin to heal themselves well admit this is happening mr g is having like a little bit of a um he's having a little bit of like not necessarily ptsd but like this is all feeling very deja vu e for him and he feels a little bit of anxiety from being back in a hospital bed um um do me a favor actually because yes make me a will check please i will do that thanks (laughs) (laughs) that is a fail a seven out of two it's a seven out of two where was the yeah you start to kind of freak out a little bit man yeah, he, I, well, I mean, I, I pictured him already kind of freaking out. Like he's just, he's trying to keep it together, but he's like breathing pretty heavy and it's kind of like his eyes are darting around and your head also begins to buzz. Ooh, the buzzing. Um, it begins to, to get worse and the edge of your vision slowly begins to like get red. Uh, as this, as this happens, Mr. G is like frantically, he, 
he's still in the bed, but his backpack's like next to the bed and he's reaching down into his backpack and he pulls out a pack of square pieces of paper and um he's got a few square pieces of paper about 17 to be precise and he starts uh folding the paper uh he's folding uh, across it and then diagonally and then he's kind of breathing heavily and and trying to like focus and and the buzzing's going on and and eventually that piece of paper turns into a little paper crane and he keeps doing this the sensation slowly begins to die by the time you get through one paper crane. Oh, okay. I was I was wondering how many paper cranes I had to fold before this happened. <laughs> what kind of paper crane? Are the flappy ones or the ones that don't move? As a paper crane enthusiast, I would like to know the non-flappy ones. It's a traditional Japanese-style paper crane. It it has a uh, little beak and a little tail and these two little legs that come out from the square body. I wish I could be there to be offended. Birds are my thing, asshole. You get done folding the paper crane. <laughs> Guys, I just made a weird you mental sound, connection. You really sound like you care. Yeah? Pokemon black and white are not realistic because they have free health care in America. It's true. Anyway, back to this. After a moment, both of you feel your outer wounds um, begin to heal. Both of you make me vitality checks, please. From your total, not from what you have wounds-wise. Well, that's not good regardless. <laughs> that is an eight out of two. Okay. Mine's a four out of two. Four out of two. Um, unfortunately, both of you did have like a couple of internal injuries. Uh, boots, um, you actually kind of messed up your knee a bit on the landing when you crashed. And Mr. G, uh, you did mess up your leg a little bit and your arm. Um, so both of you are told by the nurse, uh, after a moment, after this tingling sensation wears away. All right, that should take care of most of the the kind of scrapes and cuts here. Give me a moment. Uh, you see her walk over to the tank, and she takes what looks like some sort of gauze substance, and she runs it under a sink. You see the tank at the end of the room begin to kind of bubble uh, as the faucet turns on. You also see the energy from that tank slowly begin to kind of, like, lower a little bit as she wraps this gauze up. She comes back a moment later with the with the gauze that is soaked. It also glows. Both of you get, like, a strong magical presence from it, and she actually wraps it around your broken limbs uh, or strained limbs. Let this sit for about five minutes, and it should do the trick. I will leave you, and I will come check on you in a moment. By the time that these wounds are healed, I do believe your beasts will have made a full recovery as well. I'll be back. And she leaves. You are left for the next five minutes. Both of you feel inside of your bodies, your bones and your ligaments are kind of moving based on kind of the magical presence in these wraps. And you all kind of feel them, like, re-kind of knit themselves back to where they're supposed to be. And then you feel kind of a pressure around your extremities. Um, you know when you go to the doctor and they do your blood pressure? It kind of feels like that after your bones are kind of set back in place. And then you kind of all feel them knit together for a moment. I, d I don't like this. I'm freaking out. It is unpleasant for both of you. 
I'm I am afraid of the vet now. G G's head is clear, right? Yeah, like you don't freak out again. You're still a little bit nervous being inside of a hospital. Well, he he'd like to take this opportunity to like try to further understand the healing properties of this like of this stuff because from his pre- previous examinations of this stuff, he's kind of like figured out it's magical, but this seems to be more like a material thing, like it's physically affecting stuff. So he's trying to figure out if he can figure out how it works and if he could like harness it for something else. Make me a magic check and an intelligence check. Oh, both. Because he's he's trying to figure out like he's trying to focus on this instead of focusing on focusing on how uncomfortable his healing process is. That's a blackjack on intelligence and a failure on magic. You don't really know a whole lot about magic to begin with. You're not versed in it. It's, it's one of those things that's, it has always kind of seemed to escape your, your grasp. You're smart enough to tell that there's something, uh, in this gauze or the way that she wrapped it that does seem to be reminiscent of medicine from your world. It seems as though the way that she wrapped it was to set your bones back into place. You're not entirely sure what the magical properties are, but it seemed as though the the magic and the way that it affected the wrap when it's kind of reset your bone, it seemed as though it was healing it. You're not entirely sure how, but it seems as though that the magic here has properties that can affect living creatures. For better and potentially for worse. You're not a hundred percent. Cool beans. Boots, make me a will check. You're freaking the fuck out. So as a Frenchman, I have wine in my inventory, so I'm just going to start drinking. Oh, I love it. And I got a five out of two on that will check. Oh, perfect. Also make me a vitality check then, bud. Seven out of two. So you are the, like, drunkest white mom at the barbecue. <laughs> Like, your hand is, like, shaking, and you're freaking out, looking around frantically like you lost your child at sunset. You're just, like, shaking, you're drinking wine, it's spilling down on your on your fancy French boy clothes. Uh, you don't even seem to care, and you look at G, who's just staring at his arm, just lost in staring at what's going on, and it freaks you out a little bit more. You get up, and you start, like pacing back and forth like sipping more and more and after a few moments you come back you are pacing and you're just kind of about by the uh entrance to this room and the door opens back up with a whir and it just kind of like opens right up and you see the nurse holding uh you both of your capture spheres and she's looking down at you and then she looks over at you, Mr. G. Oh, goodness. Oh, alrighty then. Um, gentlemen, everything is fine. Is this the first time you've had wounds healed in such a manner? <laughs> oh my good. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> The now drunk French child is now sobbing and sitting on the ground. The the pink haired nurse kind of just 
bends down. She puts the capture <laughs> sphere in your lap and then she starts patting your head softly. <laughs> it'll, it'll be over in, in but a moment. Here. For, for the pain. I understand that it can be overwhelming. It was foolish of me to leave when I did. I, I do apologize. She sticks a pill in your mouth and then she puts some of your wine up to your mouth and kind of like shoves it back just to sip so you swallow the pill. You instantly start to feel better after a moment. (laughs) (laughs) So Mr. G snaps out of his trance and then walks over to the nurse and says, uh, uh, thank, thank you very much for the, uh, for the, uh, additional care. Um, would you, would you mind if I had one of those pills as well in case, in case I have any further, (laughs) further pain from here on out? And he holds out his hand. I suppose that is acceptable here and she hands one to you as well do you have anything to like crush it up maybe a straw (laughs) (laughs) do you have a credit card i could borrow how about a one do you have a one dollar (laughs) bill oh man added to inventory random pill (laughs) pill question mark (laughs) um and then he looks down at, at adrian and kind of not that like empathetically considering he's kind of like sobbing and he takes the he takes a bottle of wine out of his hand and just takes a quick swig just a tiny one <laughs> and he goes uh i i've really got to i i've really got to go now can i can i leave here now i i appreciate your help please let me take the gauze off and inspect your breaks just to make sure that they're healing properly oh all, all, all right she unwraps your wounds after a moment and she kind of moves your arm and she moves your leg around both of you um and she just kind of like does some basic like calisthenics tests make sure your joints are moving correct make sure your arms are moving correct you guys feel great now especially you boots after taking that (laughs) pill you feel like nothing could ever hurt you again you feel fucking incredible (laughs) mike mr g notices that uh Boots is kind of a little bit, like, dazed, and he's a little bit glossy-eyed, and he's very smiley at the moment. Seems to be pretty high. (laughs) Did he just give him fucking ecstasy? (laughs) No. (laughs) Maybe, like, a light edible would be a better way to go with it. I just changed my inventory. It says e-pill, question mark, now. (laughs) Both of you are cleared to go. Your arms, uh, like your, your wounds where they are, are all gone at this point. You guys recover, uh, any wounds that you have had. Awesome. Awesome. I hug the nurse on the way out and whisper thank you in French in her ear. I have no idea what that means. I assume that means thank you from where you come from. If it, if so, you are welcome. If it's anything else, I'm going to have to decline answering. Eh. Merci. Merci. And she kind of pats you on the head, and then you guys kind of run along. As we walk out the door, Mr. G is going to look at Boots and go, uh, Hey, uh, come over here to the, the tavern with me. I'll buy you a drink. We need to we need to talk about something. Ah, très bon. Allons-y. Jared, Johnny Law, as soon as you got back into town, heard there was a tavern, heard you were staying overnight... Today has been a shitty day. You're back with Kenny. You guys fucking run towards the tavern. Super stoked. To be honest, he probably would be down to take a quick little bird bath before the tavern. Oh, you wanna you wanna go to the uh the 
hot spring first. If we're being honest, Johnny already has a good amount of bird bin. That is fair. You have been pretty drunk most of this this uh session. Uh, replace session with campaign. Yeah, that's more what I meant. I'm willing to guess that Kenny also is fond of water. Oh dude, Kenny loves baths, man. You've never you've never seen a dog so excited for water. Um yeah, no, you guys you guys go to the hot springs instead? Uh we're I mean, gonna go going we're anyway, gonna go to so. the tavern after. They needed to go get their wounds healed anyway, so we might as well No, that's chill. Just have a little like you know, stretch the old wings out. Clean off the feathers. You guys all walk into the bed and breakfast. Um very, very nice. It's made it it's built kind of like a, a a log cavern it looks like it's made of all the trees that were cleared out of this small grove of the forest uh you walk inside once again everything kind of made of all of this similar wood big front desk big staircase kind of behind it uh and huge kind of vaulted ceilings with beams that cross um you can see up a couple of floors you can see a bunch of different rooms uh it looks like this thing's about three floors total um, there are, there are two people behind the desk. Um, there is a silver haired, uh, boy. It's a very similar silver haired color to silver. Um, he looks to be in his, uh, uh somewhere in his early twenties. Um, there's also a Jotun girl. Um, she's about five, six. She has, uh, very round, uh, features, that you know to be very common with these large giant lake creatures. She does, however, uh, she is very uh, short for a Yoden. She has like fiery red eyes and they're both standing behind the front desk as you walk in. Oh, uh, hey there. How are, how are you folks this evening? The uh, guy looks over at you. Uh, I would say I'm, I'm doing, uh, all right. I'm I'm quite in the mood to to hop into these their their baths, the spa. Oh, cool, cool, man. Um, all right then. Do you guys have do you guys you guys have rooms the the B and B here, right? I believe that we do. Uh, Rex walks up and he kind of puts a, a meaty hand on your shoulder, Johnny, and then one on Kenny's and stands in between you. Um, yes, yes. Um, Patty was it? We spoke earlier. These are some of my, my crew, my compatriots. Um, if you could hand them their room keys, please. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you got it, Mr. McMasters. Um, and, uh, this worker now introduced to you as Patty, uh, hands each of you a key. Dennis, you walk up and you are handed a key as well. Thank you there, Patty. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Um, there's towels and stuff in your rooms. And stuff if you want to change into, and then you can get out, uh, to the springs from right behind the front desk here. He kind of points, he points to you and you see, uh, large doors and you can see the, the entrance to the springs behind there. Hey, danger. Yes. Uh, can we say that Kenny and Johnny are in the same room? Uh, they're all single bedrooms. So if you want to share a bed, that's on you. Dude, he's like my best friend, Doug. Sleeps at the foot of the You bed. guys were specifically given individual rooms, so if you want to <laughs> share a room, you can still they have can. a connecting door. Um, roll me a luck check for it. <laughs> Immersion. Four his out of one. His best friend has to sleep at the foot of his bed. Yeah. 
Rex McMasters could not read read our minds, but that's okay. Maybe we'll be across the hall and it'll be just as cool. Um, you you two are next door, but your doors do not connect. That's okay. We can knock on the wall at night to say good night. Yeah, you know, howl, howl at the moon. A this was bit. a good tangent. I'm glad. What a great use of time. What could go wrong? <laughs> um, Rebecca is also handed a key as she walks up next to Dennis. Um, do all of you go to your rooms? I assume and like change and then go to the spring. Yes. Cool. Uh, takes you a moment. Your the rooms are very simple. They're made once again from those sa- similar wood beams. Uh, there is a single bed here with two pillows, dresser that you can put clothes in. There's a small closet, and each room has a small individual bathroom. In the bathroom, you find towels, and you all find changes of clothes uh, for both a male and a female. It seems like they give out like changes of clothes to go into the um, springs with, and a robe. So you can wear as much or as little as you want in. That's entirely on you. Johnny chooses to go in his birthday <laughs> suit. Yep, there it is. <laughs> that was good. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I liked oh it. <laughs> <laughs> At no point was I upset about that one. <laughs> we need to make a compilation of jokes that you make about birds, and then there's just no one laughing. And then the silence and me saying, fuck you, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like Bojack Horseman. (laughs) Do you guys get it? Do you get it? (laughs) Yeah. So it takes you guys a couple of minutes to get changed. You all like head down. It seems as though they're split between uh, male and female. There are two different sides. And when you all walk in, uh, you all see Rex is currently there. Rex is not wearing anything. And dude's jacked and he's just chilling and he goes aha come join me the water's just fine perhaps i will uh johnny walks in extending his his bird wings stretching in anticipation of the warm water uh you walk in and it is great there's steam that kind of coats right around the surface of the pool so it kind of keeps your neck warm as you like spread out and start preening your feathers so like at no point is like your head or anywhere getting cold from being in you know water and then outside um it's a very very like cool temperate night it's super nice i assume at some point kenny jumps in with a cannonball no, Kenny Kenny does not jump in with a cannonball. I feel like that's grounds for getting kicked out. <laughs> Is there a sign that says no diving? No, absolutely no cannonballs. <laughs> you do all immediately know that it is not deep enough for you to do any sort of nonsense nonsense that's irrelevant though is there a sign saying we can't do it? Uh there is a sign that says no diving or jumping. All right, fine. All right, well anyway, <laughs> What do you guys do now that you're in the hot springs? Johnny starts play fighting with Kenny. Uh, I want to relax and not deal with people. That's like the whole reason I wanted to go. Rex is like, Rex is very much trying to like relax and take a moment. Um, and then you two start fucking fighting and splashing and you splash both him and Dennis. And he just looks at you. Hey, gentlemen, we've had a long day and all I want is to take a goddamn relaxing bath. Gentlemen, please. <laughs> it sounds like someone's having a rough day. Uh Johnny starts grinning 
and looks over at Kenny. <laughs> you see Kenny just kind of smirking with the, the like the biggest <laughs> dog smirk ever. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't say anything, but he just keeps smirking. <laughs> Johnny walks to the other side of the spring and pulls out from I actually he doesn't have any pockets to put his bird bin. Yeah, you don't, you, you would have had to break, well, you would have, if you wore a robe down here, you would have no, had didn't. a pocket. So yeah, no, you don't have your, no. your bird. There's always nature's pocket. <laughs> nature's pocket. Pulls a flask please, out of his ass. elaborate on that. <laughs> so they go to the other side of the spring and they just start snickering with each other and like kind of just making jokes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like, it sounds like someone had a pretty rough day. Oh yeah, Mr. Mr. McMaster of ruining my fun, <laughs> like just like really <laughs> shitty jokes, <laughs> like hopefully just out of earshot. Does the spring like a lot of pools? Does it have really bizarre acoustics where we can still hear them on the other side of the room? Uh, yeah, and Rex did he- hear you, and he just shoots a glare <laughs> at you two in the corner of the of the uh, hot springs, and you just kind of look like you just got caught passing a note from a teacher in class, like, oh fuck. <laughs> uh, he's still trying really hard to suppress his grin. <laughs> like- <laughs> so, so is Kenny, but you also hear his tail wagging because he's a dog, and he kind of gives away that you're still doing it. Yeah, so it's more like they're like kind of like two brothers and their parents mad at them, but every time they look at each other, it makes them start to laugh. They're two kind of like that. If you can relate, <laughs> I, yes, yes, two I can. Brothers, two cops, <laughs> unable to be serious. That's it. They're making jokes. They're two brothers in the pool. That's it. Uh, yes, I I do understand exactly kind of what's happening. Um. But Rex kind of just keeps shooting you glares. And after, uh, after like a very short while, um, he gets out and he goes to, uh, he goes inside. He looks at you and he goes, ah, I need a drink. Any of you coming? How long have we been in there for? I'd say you're probably in there about a half hour or so by the time he tries to get up and out. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if this was like instant. In that case, sure. I assume, well, actually, wait. Was it relaxing? It was very much relaxing after they stopped splashing around. Okay, then, yeah, I'm good. I'm down to drink. I suppose I could wet my beak. Uh, And he also gets out. So, you guys go get dressed. You head out. It's not very... I'm not going to have you roll sense checks to find your way to the bar, because it's not hard. There's four buildings in town. I'm pretty sure Johnny Locke can sense a bar from a mile away. (laughs) <laughs> he the only advantage Johnny Law gets is his his sense advantage when alcohol is nearby. <laughs> Plus one to sense when relating to locating alcohol. I can smell it. Bourbon. And you head out as you all leave the kind of bed and breakfast and are refreshed and relaxed, you walk out and you see um Boots and Mr. G are currently walking out of the, uh, out of the healing center on the other side of town. What do you all do? Um, do, so do we see them? Do we see them as they're leaving? Or I thought, I would assume that we'd make it to the tavern ahead of time of them. I mean, if you don't turn to look around, you would make it ahead of them, yes. Um, it's based on where both of you all are kind of leaving from. Um, it's more or less equidistant, but, 
you're a little bit closer. But it's like splitting hairs. What a coincidence. What good timing. Yeah, so um, everybody who leaves the bed and breakfast sees Boots and Mr. G. Mr. G, Boots, do you guys want to make sense checks to see if you notice your companions, or do you just walk straight? I'm going to intentionally fail either way. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm very focused on going to the bar, but I'll roll a sense check anyway to see if uh, if I see them. With my newly increased sense stat. Holy shit. Look at you. <laughs> I rolled one just for the fuck's sake of it and blackjacked. Yeah, that's what you get, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, I pass I pass mine as well because I have a four sense and not a three sense anymore. You notice your companions. The only other people that are outside in town at the moment, they happen to be your friends. I ignore them and continue <laughs> to the bar. <laughs> yeah, you guys walk into the bar. Pretty, pretty standard. It's not very big. There's... Um, a big L-shaped bar in the back left corner that leads out back that you can see. It looks like there's there's something out back, whether it be kitchen, you're not quite sure. Something's back there. Uh, there are two long tables that look like they can fit about six people. Uh, you notice some of your companions already there. You notice Nora, uh, Anna Maria, and Alvis are already there. Anna Maria uh, has four empty tankards of ale in front of her and she's holding two god damn it <laughs> mr g walks in and sits down at the bar proper um wait they're they're sitting sitting at a table they're right? sitting at one of the big six top tables it's basically right in front of where the bar is so you yeah you could go sit by the bar and you'd still be close to them yeah so mr g actually mr g sits down at a bar that's like purposefully kind of far away from them not suspiciously so but like kind of out of earshot or what he'd assume is earshot and then he moves one of the chairs a little bit like indicating that he wants boots to sit down next to him i sit down next to mr g and kind of slump my head on the bar <laughs> that's awesome mr g's looking for a bartender now uh, so after a moment, um, you see a very large, intimidating man come out from behind, uh, two double doors. Uh, you see he's carrying, you assume it's some sort of rack, you're not quite sure what it does. You see him taking out some, some glasses and stocking up some more, some more of the bigger tankards. And he looks over at you and he walks over. Uh, this man is large. He stands six four. This guy is very, very overweight. Uh, he has dark, oaky brown skin and he has, uh, pretty light green eyes. Uh, he has a very stubbly beard and he has a small, uh, afro. And he looks over at both of you. I haven't seen you around here before. What do you be having? Uh, s'il te plaît. Huh? I'm sorry, what? Uh, when, please. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best interaction. He looks at Boots, and then he looks at the bartender and says, uh, I'm not really much of a, um, I'm not much of a drinker, but what, I need some, what is your strongest liquor? Or not strongest, but would you, I would like a strong, brown liquor please and get one for my my little french friend here as well as well as the wine Wait. Y yes yes here at the over serving inn <laughs> we serve children <laughs> 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 also we have table service 
<laughs> so you don't have to walk. It takes him a moment, um, but he comes back. He uh, brings over a bottle of wine that just says wine on it. <laughs> and he pours it. It doesn't look or smell very good, especially appealing to the, the French in you. It It's not the best. Um, he also, he pulls a bottle that is wrapped in a rattlesnake and he pops kind of the rattlesnake head off and with it the top of the bottle um and he puts two ice cubes in kind of some rocks glasses and he pours um a portion of e- uh, of that very dark alcohol coming from that rattlesnake bottle and he hands it to you so how bad of wine are we talking here are we talking like box wine bad um yeah, it's 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 not the worst wine you've ever had, actually, Dylan. For its really shitty look and packaging and aroma, it tastes pretty decent. It's definitely probably though on the quality of a boxed wine. But it it doesn't completely offend me. Yeah, like you haven't spit it at the bottle's feet yet. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I just want to know how angry or derisive i should be as i sip the wine yeah not enough to cause a scene (laughs) enough to silently judge the bartender enough to silently judge the bartender and whoever the fuck made it (laughs) while you guys are getting your drinks poured for you nora kind of walks up towards both of you and she looks at you and she goes mr g we have a table if you'd like to join us oh yeah i'll be I might be over in a moment. I, I just need to talk to my, just need to talk to my friend here about something. All right. Well, um, I wanted to give you this. I was going to wait, but seems, seemed like a, a good moment. Um, I, I saw the communicator that you gave the captain. After doing a bit of work, I found some of these, these old ones. I managed to salvage them up a bit after the scuffle, but I wanted to, to give you guys a couple. So we could always stay in communication. You're given three of them. Sweet. Just just three? So yeah. one person's going to be out of the loop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, thank thank you, Nora. I, I, uh, you know, I did the best I could. Um, but it seems like you've put a little bit of polish on the, uh, on the design there. Um, yes. I, I think that these might work a bit better. They also might not, um, shock anyone. I, I, I cannot attest to whether my design did injure anybody, did or did not injure anyone. Um, I, 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 th- those claims are, are ridiculous. Uh, I, but Nora, I actually, I, I'll be over in a second. I might, I might need your help later. Um, if you, uh, if you could, uh, help out with something I'm trying to work on here. Alrighty. No, that's, that's perfectly fine. Um, well. In, enjoy your drinks. I'll talk to you in a moment. And then, uh, Mr. G raises his glass and he goes, uh, uh cheers. And then he, he downs it. Uh, you say cheers, uh, just audibly enough and you hear Anna Maria just shout, yeah, cheers from the other <laughs> oh, table. And she clinks both of her mugs together and downs both of them. And she slams them on, on her table and screams, Martellus, two more. And <laughs> is she double fist chugging? Yeah. 
Like both at the same time. Both at the same time. Drawing. You see just alcohol running down down this this girl's armor. Like she's just downing them as quick as she can. She doesn't care if she spills. But sorry to distract from your thing. As soon as you say cheers, she cheers. Well, Mr. G looks at Boots and kind of pushes after he finishes his, he he pushes it toward Boots. Um the the drink that I bought for him. What does it taste like, Mike? So Tastes like a whiskey with almost a licorice-y taste. There's some sort of almost tang at the back of your tongue that you can't quite place. I think I like that one better. It hits both of you pretty hard. Please make me vitality checks. I'm going to fail the fuck out of this. Yeah, this probably will not 11 go out of 2. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Boots, you're, you're officially on the verge of shittiness. Like, you're drunk, you're about to be shitty. Mr. G hit a four out of two. Four out of two? You're definitely, like, on a hard buzz. And he's liking it. Yeah, you're liking it. He doesn't drink, Mr. G doesn't drink very often, but after the harrowing day he had, and and his his injuries, and then all, all the ups and downs, this is what he was looking for. Yeah. Um, after a moment, after you down your drink, you hear Anna Maria cheer. Uh, after you all finish your drinks there, uh, you see the rest of your companions walk in. Rex sits down with Anna Maria, Nora, and Alvis. Uh, Johnny, what do you and Kenny do? And Dennis, what do you do? Well, I do declare. Uh, he walks up, uh, to, do they have a bartender at the bar? You see him very clearly. He puts down two large, uh, flagons of ale, handles on the side, very, like, oaken at the bottom and reinforced, and then glass, uh, coming up out of the oak. Um, and you see, um, delicious looking brown ale coming, uh, like flowing in the cups. Hello there, barkeep. My name's Johnny. We'll probably be seeing a lot of each other tonight. So I'm just going to tell you what my order is each time I walk up here. <laughs> if I could get one of those ales as well as one one shot of whatever well whiskey that's near you, that would be much appreciated. You see at this point he's holding he's holding a bottle with a rattlesnake attached to the cap of it. Uh and he he just looks down at it and he just kind of nods and he sets the bottle back down as he was just going to pick it up and put it away. Much appreciated, my friend. And he looks over to Kenny, like, for the, is that what you want as well? They can speak in looks. You look over and you see Kenny's tail wagon, and he just nods, and you, uh, you say, make it two of those. Ah, uh, much appreciated, Mr. Barkeep. Uh, he silently turns and he, he goes back to, uh, pouring you drinks. It takes a moment. Dennis, what do you do? Uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them order first, and then I will also walk up to the bar. Uh, has the bartender given a name when he was dealing with, um, Johnny? No, he hasn't, he hasn't said anything. He didn't say anything to Johnny at all. Oh, okay. He just, he nodded in silence, and it seemed to be more an exchange of looks than it was anything else. Did he take offense to being called barkeep? You're not a hundred percent, but he didn't look happy. <laughs> okay, uh can I do a sense check to see if I noticed? Sure. That? Uh nope. Nope. Yeah, you're not 100%. It's it's a little bit dark in here. It is a bar after all. It's late. That's true. 
Uh, well, I blackjacked a follow-up intelligence check to just assume that whatever happened, Johnny annoyed him. Yeah, like, you assume that looks could kill. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, with completely removed from actually observing that guy, I'm just operating under the assumption, yeah, Johnny probably did something that was annoying. <laughs> that tends to be the general theme. <laughs> He's like, oh, God, this is why I hate being a bartender. People like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially. <laughs> oh, great. Another one of these. So I, I walk up, like, tap on the the uh, the bar itself, not in, like, trying to be annoying, more just like, uh, hey, I'm sitting here now kind of thing. Yeah, so you tap on the bar. And I lead with, like, a lean in. Sorry for my friends over there. Can I get something a little more delicate than whatever it is they were? I have no idea what I'm doing, by the way. I would like to stress that. I have no idea what I'm doing. You go with the with the delicate line and... He, yeah, yeah, I'll stand by that. He turns and he looks at you. He's pouring two drinks without looking. You once again, you now see that the bottle he's holding is very aggressive. Definitely looks something not <laughs> delicate. It's a, like square bottle that kind of necks up and has a very nobular like top twisty top to it and there's a rattlesnake that's wrapped around it (laughs) i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and just assume he's gonna work magic and i'll be upset if it's not (laughs) he'll just throw an umbrella on top and you'll be like "Ooh, this is quite that's what i'm waiting for (laughs) like in a nice tiki mug like (laughs) this is nice He pours those two drinks and you see him pour two beers and he hands them to Johnny. Um, and then he goes, dark alcohol, light alcohol. Like as a question? Very like straightforward. Uh, and he just like points one finger at you when he does so. Light? And he nods and he turns. You see him grab two bottles and some container. Uh-huh. Um, you smell the smell of coconut and you smell the smell of pineapple pretty much off the top. All right. And I like where we're going. Basically, it looks like a layered drink on the bottom. It's red. Uh, then it goes to orange, then to yellow and then white. Um, the bottom of it's a little bit fizzy. The top of it's a little bit creamier and frothier. Um, and you get the overwhelming notes of, uh, of different citruses. It's a very, very light mixed drink. Sounds lovely. Why am I blanking on what this is? I know what this is. It's not a. It's not a tequila sunrise. No, no, that's not what I was thinking. (laughs) So it's all. It's good to go then. And he just he places it. Thanks. This looks wonderful. Enjoy. What kind of cup is it in? Is it is it like a tiny little cup? Um, it's a very very like tall glass. So like two ice cubes in the bottom. More the vibe. Tall and thin. Yep. Tall and thin. He went to bartender school for two years, and he finally got to make something more complicated than whiskey on the rocks. <laughs> I passed the style check. Does it look awesome? Oh, dude, yeah, it, it it does look very Sweet. good. The separations are super nice. Looks like this guy's been a bartender for a while. Uh, what would I have to roll to determine if it if I like how it tastes? Um, I would argue vitality. If like you if you want to roll to to nitpick the flavor. Um, that's on Yeah, you. well, no, I just, more, more in a general yeah. sense. Wouldn't it be sense? Uh, <laughs> to see if you liked it? He's tasting it. Yeah. It's vitality. Uh, well, taste is a sense. It's true, it is. How about vitality and style? And style, how fancily do you drink this? No, 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 like, 
gauging how it tastes. You, I mean, you'll have to roll me a vitality regardless. Let's just I go just, with I got a one out of three on the vitality. Okay. Just did that one. And, and I passed the other style check, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll roll a sense too then. You definitely taste a couple of different alcohols in here. You just take kind of a sip of it pretty kind of light at first, not going too ham. Uh, you immediately feel the rush of alcohol kind of hit your head. You get a little bit buzzy. You start to feel a little bit warm inside. Um, you enjoy the flavor. By no means is Dennis straight up a, uh, a like connoisseur. connoisseur of alcohol, let alone all of these exotic fruits. Um, but very, very tasty. Wow, this is really awesome. What do you call this? I don't name drinks. I just make them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love But it's got to have a name, right? Or did you make it? Did you invent this? I'll call this the Star's Blossom, if you must name it. Did you just name I it? I just or named is, it. Is that what it was called? No, okay. I said if I must name it, that's what I would name it. Uh, well, if the drink's got a name, then you must. Yes, they call me Martellus. Cheers. Uh, my name's Dennis. This is awesome. I'm going to get more of these. Dennis, good to meet you. Your companions don't seem to look like they're from around here. That's because they're not. Where Where do you all hail from? Are you from one of, one of the other regions? Now, uh, how would I interpret him saying that? Make me an intelligence check. Like, have we spent enough time around the others to know? Uh, I failed big okay. time. You assume he he's referencing the fact that you live on the world. Yeah, that's what I thought. You assume regions to be countries, but you, for the life of you, you can't remember if they've ever called them that. Sure, okay. Um, yeah, something like that. Oh. Certainly not from here. We're from the deep south. That was a bad voice. <laughs> Johnny's just like a little bit tipsy already drinking his drink. We're from the deep south. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, when Johnny smells the shot, is it the same like li- uh, licorice one yep. that you described earlier? Same deal. Yep. Okay. He's gonna, he's gonna turn to Kenny and be like, I think I know what this is. And he's gonna drop it in the other one and then drink <laughs> the whole thing. I love it. Yes. Oh, dude, Ken- Kenny does the same thing and you both cheers. And as you, uh, as you both cheers, you hear Anna, Anna scream cheers and she also chugs, uh, like, chugs her, her last remaining bit of her drink. <laughs> and we slam the mugs down at, at, at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Completely fucking up Dennis's serious conversation. The glasses kind of clang and, and like tink <laughs> on the inside of, on the inside of the like Stein-like mugs that you have. Wait, so this is happening while I'm talking to him, not after we finish. Yeah, you you ba- you're basically talking to the bartender, and all of these things are kind of happening simultaneously because they get their drinks and they immediately chug them in cheers, and they're standing pretty close to you. Okay, I'll do the um, close my eyes and like hang my head like that disgruntled, like annoying kind of expression. Yeah. Like, just a deep sigh. One step removed from pinching the bridge of my nose. Again, sorry about them. Fret not. I work in a bar. Although I guess this is a bar. (laughs) If people didn't enjoy drinks like this, I wouldn't have a job. Yeah, there you go. What a good attitude for a bartender. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Should I roll a a vitality for Johnny? 
Yes. Uh, pass. Two out of six. Kenny also passed his vitality check. You guys are fucking experts of being drunk. We got <laughs> You're good. <laughs> it hits your belly. It's warm. You feel great. Um, the you're surprised as to the licoricey flavor playing off the beer as well as it is. To be honest with you, because it's also a very dark beer. But yeah, no, you guys are fine. Mike, Mister G was about to have a conversation with uh with Boots, and all of your companions kind of rolled in. Yeah, totally. So uh, we'll move back to you guys. So as all that's going on, uh, G's gonna turn over at, and, um, Mr. Mr. Boots, Monsieur Boots, uh, drank his drink as well, right? What? Yeah. Um, he's gonna say, uh, after he puts down his glass, he's gonna look over at Boots and say, uh, um, did you, do you have those, those crystals on you? Those, those stones that you, you took from, from one of our, uh, enemies in the last, in the last little battle we had? Down the cave. Let, let me roll an intelligence check to see if I remember. Oh, oh shit! Blackjack one out of one. <laughs> Congratulations! Your memory did not fail you. You absolutely remember that you have a bag of these red crystals with these black center to them. What? I reach down, grab the bag, and drop it on the bar in front of Mister G. Yeah, Mister G. Now you notice that this bag is much heftier than what he showed you before. Yeah, Mr. G's gonna uh, open that bag and look inside and see how many there are. Dylan, in your inventory, did I tell you how many there were? Do we have a, did we set a number, right? It says 12 plus 13. I'm not sure why, but I guess that's 15. 12 plus 13? 12 plus 3. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you said 12 plus 13 and I was like, wait, what? It says 12 plus 3 for whatever reason, so I, I guess 15. Yeah, 15. So I see, I see 15 of these red crystals in there. And they all have this like weird black center to them. The black center is like in a circle. It doesn't really gradient out from the center or anything. It's just like a black circle in the center. So if I remember from last session we had, I, I did find out that there's like some sort of like soul. Uh, these are created through, uh, some sort of sacrifice. You don't know what kind of soul is in here, whether it is beast or human. You just know that something living is inside of this thing at the moment. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to look at these. I'm looking inside the sack and I see how many there are. And I look at boots and I say, Oh, these, these crystals. Last time I looked at one, it's, it's pretty clear that that these these enemies of ours these these cultists they they've sacrificed lives to create these and we need to we need to pursue them we need to take them down i i think it's about time we let the i i need these crystals to help us fight them the these souls are are trapped and they need a chance to fight back he can can you let me hold on to these? I I have a plan, something that might might help us out when we go back after these guys. What? You mean you? I sit up. I rub my head for a minute, trying to remember how to speak English. Because <laughs> you're pretty fucked up, <laughs> dude. I imagine you have like tunnel vision. Like when people get really drunk, they like literally just hone in on like one thing, and nothing else is happening. You're mixing wine with liquor with random e-pill, so, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, you did get, like, 
slightly dosed to feel good. I slowly rotate in my seat and I kind of uh stare very intensely at Mr. G's ear. Looks like I'm trying to ignore everything else in my field of vision. These the, the things are they're alive. I I don't think they're alive anymore. They they hold the concentrated power of what was once living. From from my knowledge, from what I've from what I've seen, I these people were sacrificed for a nefarious purpose, and I I have an idea of how we can harness them for good, rather for for evil. I you don't mind me having these, right? I I I have a plan. I'm going to try to implement it soon. Later tonight, I'm going to give us the the tools we need to to tackle the the challenges of the future. Okay. I slide the bag closer to you. I I do not want to carry around these haunted uh bijou, bitch. Jewels. <laughs> All right, and uh, Mister G is going to take the uh, the bag and put it in his backpack, and then he's going to take out the three hundred and eleven yen that he acquired, and he's going to put it down on the bar and and tell Boots, "Here, get get whatever you want on me. I don't I don't know how much this actually buys, but um, hopefully this will keep the keep the wine pouring or whatever you need." Oh, merci. At that moment, Martellus does kind of walk over to you to, to be like, oh, do you need, oh, nope, that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin, as that happens, Rex walks in and he just goes, good sir, all of their drinks are on me. And you see him, uh, put down a small bag, uh, like pretty hefty bag, actually. Big sack. Big ol' sack. Right on the, uh, right on the bar there. And you just see, you just see Anna just raise both of her hands in her armor and just go, YES! Johnny and Kenny are right with her. Yeah. I, I do think that this will be more than enough to keep them flowing for the evening. I do declare. And Martellus, <laughs> Martellus just points, now it's enough. Like he points to you, Mister G. He's like, "Yeah, now it's enough." Oh, yes. No, nope, that's still not enough. <laughs> These are my meager offerings. You can you can keep them as well. I appreciate the kindness. It's all I have. He works for tips, man. <laughs> You're really being a dick here. <laughs> <laughs> you also don't know exactly how much money McMaster's just gave him. No, I have no idea. <laughs> It's like it seems high. Um, cool, yeah. And he sits down with uh, Nora, Elvis, and Anna, and he kind of reaches out to all of you, and he's like, "No, no, everybody, come sit. Do you all join?" Yeah. Sure. At, at this point, sure. Mr. G is gonna gonna get up, and he's gonna gonna walk over to the table and join the group. Before going, Johnny is gonna try to get Marcellus. That's his name, right? Marcellus. Martellus. Martellus. Uh, his attention to get one more for each of him and Kenny. Uh, he, he nods when you kind of like point at the empty glasses and he goes back to pouring you more drinks. It's like, I recall the arrangement. 
<laughs> we had an arrangement here. You pour, I drink. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Martellus. All of you are kind of ushered over, and um, Martellus actually comes out from behind the bar, and he, once again, huge man, the floor shakes when he kind of moves. Very large, very imposing. He walks up and he kind of reaches over and he like whispers into uh, Rex's ear and Rex kind of nods at him. Yeah, no, that does sound good. Well, yeah, for the table. Great. Um, and Martellus goes back behind the bar. All of you sit down. And Rex goes, oh, apparently they do dinner here as well. I know I'm hungry. I don't know about the rest of you, but I got you food anyway. Merci. I'm feeling a bit peckish. There it is. That's the best one. Doesn't matter. I got your food. Are you guys hungry? Good, because you're eating. If you're not hungry, I'm eating your food. I didn't know this. I didn't know he was an Italian grandmother. He is. This has a poisson. I'm sorry. What now? Poisson. Fish. No. (laughs) (laughs) He told me he had one thing that he could make us. I I don't know what it is. There's literally a river where everyone fishes, like, not even a quarter mile away. I know. He doesn't have any of the fish. If you want fish, then go catch it yourself, goddammit. Dude, he's gonna give us a bowl of peanuts. So, uh, you all sit down, and after a moment, uh, Rex just kind of looks over, and looks into his drink and looks up. So tell me, what happened in there? What happened to the girl? Hmm. Silver is not with us, right? He very clearly just went to his house and is by himself. So he's sitting alone in the dark, being miserable and brooding over his missing sister. Yep. That that seems like the best place for him. Okay, let's talk about his missing sister. Yeah. I haven't seen this go poorly ever. Can I, um, hmm. How do we want to play this? I leave that up to y'all. Mr. G looks at Rex and then looks at Johnny and... Kind of like looks at Johnny and he's like, you should tell the story. Kind of with his eyes. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't hear anything that was happening. So it was hard to make heads or tails. Mr. G was hit really hard and it was kind of funny. (laughs) Why did you volunteer? Why did you volunteer me to tell this story? I don't know. (laughs) G's got a tired of talking about it. He he already filled in. (laughs) He's feeling pretty shitty about it. He's kind of preoccupied. You could have you could have had the professional talker do it. Yeah, dude, have the professional talker do it. All right, yeah. Well, no, I'm too. I'm out now. I wasn't chosen first. <laughs> just fucking Fuck talk. Guys. Just just do the thing. Nope, I wasn't picked. So is is that all you have to tell me? Well, we heard some chanting <laughs> coming from the lower levels of the caves where uh, Rose was, so we followed. But we got distracted for a while as Mr. G tried to do some inventing, because apparently we had time for that. He kind of side-eyes him. But anyway, we ended up just busting in, which was the original plan, and we found a bunch of people in there. And like I said before, Mr. G and Boots got hit real hard by a mechanical spider thing, and then I couldn't really hear much, but there were these... uh marble things if if you'd like to help me from here dennis i it was a bit hazy as i couldn't hear anything yeah so so as 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 uh johnny said um there was 
there was a horrific uh there was a horrific pulse of of energy and and a lot of our companions were uh a lot of our companions were disabled and uh me and boots and I went in and and we were hit immediately and we i we we hit the ground and we desperately tried to stop one one of the two of our assailants um this woman uh she got away with her uh with the beast that attacked us this massive robotic spider of some sorts and then we i i tried hard to stop the uh to stop our last uh combatant and he he got away they went through a portal we we did manage to collect some of some of his blood though i i hit him pretty well before he left so we can maybe maybe that will give us some clues i don't know he looked like a human i don't i don't know how just having human blood's going to help us there's, there's a lot of unanswered questions here um, I would probably be best to consult with some of the locals, uh, see if they if they have any information for us. Our saga went a bit different. To fill you in on what we saw, I came up to the camp and I I, I briefed everyone on what we had found and what we had seen. Uh, we started preparing and and moving everything and putting it in a place where we could store it and and make sure it was safe. And out of nowhere, just figures started pouring from around the mountains out of the woods and they started quickly backing us up towards the ship as they were doing so we saw this weird rune appear out of the sky this rune that none of us seemed to place or recognize and from out of it came that that echoing that screaming that you mentioned that portal seemed to suck up all of those soldiers inside of it and quickly they disappeared mid-fight i noticed something inside of it i noticed a hand holding one of the relics we seek a a bright white stone it has the ability to fill something with energy and and cause unstable evolutions to it um i don't know why they've taken it and and they've brought it here but it seems as though we have many questions to answer so i want to hear your thoughts what uh, kind of hand did you see it seemed to be a human hand it had bright pink nails they looked fake the hand was fake or the, no, the nails? The nails, fake? the nails, they looked like fake nails. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love drunk boots. <laughs> I mean, drunk boots is very similar to, <laughs> to sober boots. <laughs> I don't know. The drunk one might be a little smarter. Maybe. He killed off the stupid brain cells to make way for the smart <laughs> ones. <laughs> Rex, uh, Captain. Yes. Um, have you, were you able to, was anyone in our crew able to identify this? Was it a portal of some sort? Like, do, do you know where it, where it originates from? Where, where this might, I mean, I know it was, what was it? The, the, the Sea of Sorrow or something like that? The Sea of Chaos is typically used to jump from one place to the other when teleporting or there's, I've also heard of the direct, but I don't know much ab- about it. Um, this looked different. This portal looked alive. 
from the from the thing that you saw and described to me it it could be one and the same the portal these people escaped through did it have floating orbs that surrounded it and and circled it almost like an orbit yeah i i believe i believe so it was it was some sort of uh centrifuge there was there was a, a large crystal or some sort of large uh center to the the portal and then there was some sort of um orbiting mass that uh it culminated into a portal as soon as we arrived on the scene uh that's where they escaped to uh when it when it when it hit critical mass of some sort i i i'm not i'm more of an engineer i don't know that much about the arcane but it seems that they might have been harnessing a similar a similar technology or or power to what you encountered at the the crash site. Well, I I think it's one and the same, Mr. G. I think that they're using this thing to teleport across the planet. They used it to pick up their own soldiers. We knew from the information we had received prior that there was a meeting point. I think that they used this portal to get everyone out of the meeting point. I don't know its its power, I don't know its limits if there are any but it seems as though they could appear and disappear anywhere at will. Now, what... This is my conundrum, and this is why I'd like the input of everyone in, in the crew. Um, we need to get our ship fixed, but the relic is here. Should we split into teams to search for this, or should we ignore it and just kind of wait until they come back i don't i don't think waiting's the game but i don't i'm at a bit of a loss here waiting doesn't really feel like it'll work no exactly so i i I agree we should not do that i think it may be best as much as i don't want to do so i think we should have part of our crew search for the relic across the planet or at least find traces maybe find some somewhere where we can start looking for this thing and then in the meantime build up our ship so as soon as we have it the ship's ready to go and we can leave dennis you mr senator stanson you interrogated one of these people didn't you didn't didn't he say something about about world destruction i mean i feel like time is of the essence he was he was leading towards it, and then Silver came in and kind of screwed everything up. Uh, you did talk to that guy again, though, after he woke up. Yeah, you woke him back up and talked to him. I don't remember that at all. Uh, the world might die. We should probably stop that. I mean, good call. Um, <laughs> I also don't recommend that we just let this world die. They've been pretty open to us so far. It is where my son comes from. We cannot let his homeland die. You have a you have a son, Boots. Wait, your your son? What did I miss? Son? You have a son. I I take Chaton out of his capture sphere and let him out on the table, and I start petting him. Oui, c'est mon fils. Oh, Chaton. you're a beast. I see. I understand now. He, he is my son, <laughs> Captain. Do we have a do we have like a psychologist on board? I feel like a. Not to name any names, but one of our <laughs> one of our crew members might need a little bit of help. 
I'll talk to the boy. Um, <laughs> no, I can't say that we do. <laughs> I'm a licensed bird psychologist. <laughs> half cop, half bird, half psychologist. <laughs> uh, Captain, I'm going to need to stress that we not let him do that. <laughs> um. Well, I'm not a... I'm not a psychologist, but I know how to raise spirits. Um, <laughs> Me too. Johnny lifts his drink up and slams it down and then chugs it. Oh! I like the way you do it! Ha-ha! Uh, Anna Maria just kind of looks at you and she, uh, she then proceeds to um, down her drink and then she challenges you to a game afterwards, Johnny. <laughs> and then Rex is just like, no, we have to, we have to discuss strategy, Anna. It is not a time for drinking games. Maybe after, but not now. We'll do it after. He winks at her. <laughs> Captain, if we're discussing strategy, I, I've, I've come into the possession of, of some, some powerful materials. I, I, I'm going to need Nora. And our most powerful, magically inclined individual, I believe that's Rebecca. Um, I, I need to. Well, that would actually I, be me there, son. You. Yeah, you dipshit. Well, I'm gonna need your help then, because we are gonna need to acquire the, the best warehouse or, or some sort of working area, a blacksmith of some sort, um, the, the space to modify our weapons and to create i have i have a conceptual idea for a device that might give us the same edge that our opponents have i'm going to i'm going to need to have i've 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 had a drink i feel i feel good i i'm feeling better than before but i'm i'm going to need at least you and nora to to keep your head about you cuz tonight tonight we have some work to do where are we going to get this forge here? I, I, Mr. G? There, no forge. We just need a space to work. I don't know. I, we, there must be a place in this town where they create what they need. We're going to, we're going to need to rent that space or, or borrow it to save this planet. I think that's something we could leverage. I think, I think that's the, the, the point we can use. We're, we're saving your planet. We need to use this space and we're, we're, we're going to do some work tonight. Um, I'll do the majority of it. I don't need to sleep very much. I can sleep for two to three. I I can meditate and be fine. I just need your help. I need I need I need can your you assistance. Show me what you want to transform. What are you getting? I think at? that's I I think that's best talked about later, sir. No, we should talk about this now. I like that this speech is going to come after leaving the bar. Hey guys, <laughs> I need to save the world, but I need to rent the place. I know it's the middle of the night. I got a good uh, idea. Uh, I, I know it's two o'clock in the morning, but give me your warehouse. I need to save the world. This, this, this is very important. I don't need to sleep. I just need to work. I, I, I think we should talk about this it, once we're ready to start working, Captain. Well, what if this is something that can't be done? Oh, it can be done. How do you know? <laughs> if you need an arcane expert, if you need my help to determine what we can do, how do you know it can be done? 
because I have I have materials of immense power, and I know that we can harness them to give us a higher edge against our opponents. I, we, I, I just think we should talk about this later. But I just wanted I just wanted to throw this out there that we you guys should keep a level head about you tonight, and not get into the too much of this rattlesnake stuff. I mean, sure, any edge we can get in combat is is great. It's it's welcomed. We can take a look, but we'll we'll have to see what it is. I don't ne- right. necessarily know that these enhancements you speak of are are going to be our our top priority, Mister G. Finding these people should be our top priority. You were able to defeat some of them before, correct? Some of their their guards, no? Oh yes, we we were able to defeat them, but I I. Just shelf this for now. I'm just saying, don't don't drink too much. We have some work to do tonight. He kind of like looks at you and kind of side eyes you, and he does like sip his drink a little bit slower. So back to the plan at hand. Should we split up the crew, or should we search and then fix the ship? Do we know the uh, Do we know the actual size and scale of the planet? I mean, like, did, were we able to gauge that when we were on the way to crashing into it in any way? It seems big. Landscape seems large and it's, it sprawls kind of like everywhere you can see. Um, well, I, I meant more specifically like in a way where we could factually decide this as opposed to just like, yeah, is it a, how big is it? You okay. haven't seen it. Hey, guys, why don't we just split up the group? I mean, it makes sense to have people look after this because it's very important, but at the same time, we still do need to get our ship in ship shape. Also, Martellus, could I get another drink over here, please? Martellus, uh, behind the bar, just kind of nods. After a second, Rex just goes, So we have one person who thinks splitting the party is a good call. I am no good when it comes to the fixing. I am only good with the stealing. And, Danger, for the record, when I say party, I mean, like, our ship's crew. Yes. I don't mean, like, the people in our group. We would, yeah, okay. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty clear, but I wanted to. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. That'd be kind of weird if you were suggesting we split up the All right. actual players. <laughs> Leaving Dennis back at the ship. That guy doesn't do anything. <laughs> Alright. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We need you to no, talk to people. <laughs> I definitely think that splitting the party has its advantages. I think that's the best course of action as well, but I wanted to hear from some of you before we did so. I'll think on it more this evening. Does anyone have any more information that might be helpful to our overall goal? I mean, the the acquisition of this relic is our is our top priority. The issue we face here is that repairing the ship and retrieving this specific relic are both necessary for moving forward. So I think it's absolutely necessary that we split the party to achieve both these goals. I think we've, I think we've tapped out all the information we have now, but we could, if we have someone who specializes in acquiring information, we should also send someone out as a third unit to acquire information from, from this planet, from, from the society here to try to fill us in on, on the subtleties and the various bits of, of information we could, we could gather from how this planet operates and whatnot. 
why don't we just get Sil- Silver to do that? He already knows everything about the planet, and I'm holy shit, my accent just flipped there. And I'm sure he'd be more <laughs> than happy to help us, especially with his sister all kidnapped and all. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. I think Silver would come with us, to be honest, to to retrieve his sister and retrieve this relic. I think, I think he'd be best fit to to come along with us. I. I just meant that in terms of gathering information, he already has the leg up. As as far as gathering information can go, Alvis, would you be able to take care of that? Um, and Alvis just kind of looks up from from his uh, tall, skinny glass with uh, some clear liquid in it. I, I could move at night, move quickly, move across the continent and see what I can find. I have a communicator so I can reach out as I see fit, and I do move best on my own. It probably would be best for me to gather information while we're here. Good. I'll send you out at first light. You see Rex is kind of like tapping his finger on uh, on the table, doing math in his head. Alright. I think I have a plan. Silver seems to trust you lot, so I'll send you with Silver. You'll be my extraction team. I will stay behind and I'll I'll supervise and work on the ship with everybody else. I think that's all we're going to be able to get done tonight. And I know that it's it's been tough, but we'll find Silver's sister for him, and we'll find this relic. My crew, don't worry. We'll get through this. Oh, it's that time. Um, I know that we don't have access to the ship's records, so you all aren't going to be paid for the day, so I wanted to make sure that you're all compensated properly. He gives each of you 500 credits for the day. Oh, shit. Yay! I apologize that I have to give you physical credits, given the the fact that we um, aren't connected to the Mecha Lunarian network anymore. That's all right, Captain. This isn't my first bribe. Uh, and then I awkwardly pause and just like, oh my god, did I just say that? Uh, he does get a slight chuckle out of that. <laughs> okay, good. He think, oh, you all think I'm joking? Good, good. He kind of he kind of looks at, at at you all, and he goes, "So, are you all in the mood for games? In the mood for song?" It seems as though the formal business is out of the way, so we might as well enjoy ourselves while the night is still somewhat young. It's about time for some games. (laughs) Johnny looks over at Anna. She's been, like, eyeing you up ever since this happened. She's just been kind of fucking waiting for you guys to get done talking about this so you could have some drinking games. Martellus, can you bring me over a tray full of ale? Uh, Martellus at this point, uh, also ha- has given you your other round that you had previously requested in the middle of conversation. Your mind, Rita. Except for I did request this. I recall. I'm not intoxicated. He does bring, bring another round of, uh, beers to the table. Uh, at this point, you see Rex take out a couple of gold coins, like very, very big gold coins. And he, uh, Flicks one to uh, Anna, who catches it very dexterously, I should add. And she kind of like flips it through her fingers uh, and just kind of like makes the coin dance back and forth, flipping around. And after a moment, she holds it in two fingers 
And Rex just looks up in the Lunarian army. We called this game Flip. Anna's one of the best people I know at the game. Ah, Flip. Uh, do I know what Flip is? Make me an intelligence check. Does it involve cups? I would say that I've drank with many a, many a person. And I just dropped my coin. Or sorry, my uh, intelligence, you said. Uh, blackjack. Four out of four. You absolutely know what Flip is, dude. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty easy. You kind of split up into teams and you take turns. Uh, the goal is to hit, uh, you're basically trying to bounce a coin off of a, uh, as many drinks at once as possible. So think of it kind of like quarters meets like skipping rocks. So a circle is made with all of the beers and everyone is given a beer. If your cup is hit, you have to take a sip. If the coin lands in your cup, you have to finish your drink, basically. And then you see how many how many get hit every time you kind of toss it. Okay, so the goal is to basically do, like, when you go to a fair and you try to, like, throw the thing inside the thing, but they, inside the cup, but they put, like, Vaseline on it or something, so it never goes in and it hits all the oh. things. Yeah. But, like, that's the intention. You're supposed to do that. Yeah, so you see, uh, you see Anna, um, tosses one. The first one kind of, like, ricochets around the full circle of, like, beers, and it hits everyone and comes back and lands in hers. And she goes, oh! And she chugs her own beer. And everyone takes a sip of their beer. And Johnny's just gonna be playing, playing like he doesn't know what this is. Oh, okay. Ah, this seems like an interesting game. I suppose I I could try. Does that mean that I take a sip of my drink? Yes. Ah, interesting. So he goes he goes to do to uh, play the game. Okay. So, um, make me a style or agility, please. It's up to you which you'd prefer to do. Um, I rolled a one, so it doesn't really matter which I would pass. Which? Okay. Uh, let's set. <laughs> I was going to do agility because it's safe, but if I can say style instead because of fun reasons, that could be cool. Okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, You kind of flip the coin and, and spin it, and after a moment of it spinning on uh on kind of the tip of your talon, uh, you kind of, like, send it off and spin it off your finger in a very, very, uh like, surprisingly dexterous way, albeit, you know a bit more stylish than actually thrown you hit you hit two cups and it does not go in either of them but it man it hits um rex's drink and nora's drink and both of them take a sip not bad for a first try <laughs> uh rex takes the coin and he goes and oh perfect uh, you see Rex go, and he he goes, Ah, oh, I see. This isn't your first time playing, is it, Johnny? Oh, well, why would you say that? You see him, like, he's also spinning the coin on one finger, and he flicks it, and you see him hit uh five of the cups in the circle. He hits Anna's cup, he hits Alvis's <laughs> cup, he hits Kenny's cup, Johnny's cup, and he hits Mr. G's cup. 
<laughs> Mr. G, I bet you thought you weren't playing. Too bad. <laughs> one of us. One of us. Everyone here is given a beer to play with. No matter if you are playing or not, there's a beer presented for you to play. Yeah. Oh, I'll play. Um, It ends with Mr. G, so Mr. G, it would go to your round after you take a sip. All right, Mr. G takes a sip and then kind of looks around, and he looks... He's got a look on his face like he doesn't have time for this, really. But he's gonna play along. Taking one for the team. <laughs> what am I, am I rolling agility or style? Agility or style. Just a check, right? Yep. Do I get to choose after I roll it, or do I get to choose before I roll it? Uh, I would like to know before. Oh, well, it was agility. But I was curious, cause I thought I might have blackjack style, but I definitely would have rolled agility. <laughs> uh, I passed it with three out of six. Three out of six? Cool. You managed to hit both Boots's cup and Dennis's cup. Aw, oh, dang it. Does it land in a cup? Make me a luck check, Mike, to see if it goes in a cup. I actually kind of boosted my luck after that, that alpha test, so <laughs> this actually has a decent chance of hitting. Oh, it did not, though. Seven out of four. Uh, yeah, no, it does not go in a cup. Dylan, Graham, make me vitality checks after you take your uh, your sip. That is a four out of two. Oof. Uh, twelve out of three. Uh, Graham, at this point, you're definitely drinking more than, uh, Dennis is used to. Uh, so he's definitely starting to get a little bit I figured bit one drink was, that one drink was pretty much par for the Exactly, place. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, Boots is getting very, very tipsy. Which one of you grabs the coin? Uh, I'll reach for it. Cool. Make me a style or an agility. Can I make both? Sure. Hey, they both failed. <laughs> <laughs> you try and fucking throw the coin, and it goes straight between two cups and rolls off the table. <laughs> what is what is Anna Marie doing right now? Rexa and Anna, uh, Rex and Anna Maria, just kind of turn and look at you, and they go, "Party foul! Finish your drink." Hey, what the fuck? Just because uh, I screwed uh, up? Uh, 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 this is not the way to make me get better at the game, guys. No, it is. Trust us. I, I, will, I will try. <laughs> That's how these games are played. The coin is then tossed to you, Boots. Bon. I got a 12, so no matter what I got, I <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> He's too drunk. He's too drunk. <laughs> you just, you're so tipsy. You're like, you're holding it like you're aiming a dart at a dartboard. And you like, you try and throw it and you almost do the same thing as Dennis, but like you scrape the head of Alvis's beer. So like you cut through the foam. It tips off the end of the glass and falls over and lands on the table. And Alvis just looks, does that, does that actually count? Do I have to drink now? I would say it counts. Yeah, of course you would. Uh, everyone's just kind of fine, fine. Uh, he takes, he <laughs> takes a sip of his drink and he tosses it again. And eventually all of you just keep tossing this coin around and around and it gets more fun as you go. Well, of course we're getting drunker. <laughs> All of you start to get the hang of it, and it actually gets to the point where you take out two coins, and you guys are just throwing two coins in a circle, essentially. Would it be 
Would it be cheating if Johnny used his wing to like throw a little gust to make the coin go better? I mean, it would, but if you try and make it so you like hide the fact you're cheating, you could try and play it off, or you could own the fact that you're cheating at a drinking. You wouldn't game. hide it. Oh, this is how we did it. College rules. College rules. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what college did Johnny Log go to? Oh, I went to Bird College. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best you have. Not like Hawkins University or something? <laughs> He's fucking drunk, alright? <laughs> I went to Eagleton. <laughs> Eagleton. <laughs> no, I was in the I was in the police academy. I didn't have time for that. Yeah, there's there's no drinking in the police academy. No, the no, the, <laughs> the the prep school I went to was called Eagleton. Oh I get it, you're a bird. I got it. Uh, I thought it was pretty clear. But yes, I am indeed a bird. <laughs> yes, yeah, so like I said, after a while, you got two coins going. Uh, you all finish a couple more beers. Like, no matter who you are, you're more or less forced into this. Mr. G abstains from <laughs> drinking more than one beer after after the first one. Man, what a loser. Can I do like a sleight of hand or something where I like play off that I'm like not actually drinking? Fake sips. Uh, make me an agility check. Failed. Okay. No. You aren't good at it. They catch you. They force you to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Now you have to drink extra for trying to be a sneaky asshole. If you like went up to Martellus and you were like, hey, could I get water with... (laughs) ice and tell them that it's vodka would have been a good idea (laughs) too late for that looks like you're getting drunk no matter where you go in the bar it's not like it would help like stands up and moves like two feet over can i get water please i'm really hammered can i get a water i'm pretty sure we're drinking ale anyway right yeah yeah so there's not much i can like pass that off as Rex gets, like, uh, a a bit tipsy. He starts to actually kind of, like, sway a bit. And he kind of, like, stands up. And he looks at all of you. And he goes, I've always found that drinking is the best way to... Agreed. Oh, wait, you were still talking. Improve morale. (laughs) I've always found that if you get drunk... You acknowledge your failures, and you try hard again the next morning that you can accomplish anything. <laughs> um, and Nora just kind of looks up from her drink, also drunk. <laughs> Sir, you're not... Please don't start quoting that musical again. No, no. <laughs> Nora, the, me- the meaning has heart. It's just... Uh, it's It's just so true, you know? What do you think? Am I wrong, gentlemen? I do declare. You had me at drinking is the best. Is Mr. G <laughs> drunk right now? Uh, make me a vitality check. <sighs> Here we go. Dude, I just got a fucking blackjack on that. Two out of two. You're surprised at how, as to how well you are handling your alcohol. You definitely are close to the drunk factor but you're pretty surprised as to how long it's taken you to get here. But he's still maintaining. All right, because Mr. G does not drink, like, ever. Like, this is the most amount of alcohol he's probably consumed ever of all time. Had to have a bad day. (laughs) Came into the bar. (laughs) First mistake. 
<laughs> Peer pressure is real, kids. Nora just looks up. No, Johnny, please do not encourage him. Sir, please, we don't want to hear the song again. Please don't do it. <laughs> Mr. G goes, sing the song. Sing, sing. They haven't heard sing it. The they song. haven't heard the song, Nora. <laughs> the song. <laughs> I would love to hear the song. With, with, to be clear, with that blackjack, Mr. G is drunk, but he's maintaining very yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sing the song! <laughs> I would love to hear that song. Come on, someone. Join me. Grab your drinks, gentlemen. Pick them up. Let me rouse you with my tune. Mr. G picks up an empty cup. <laughs> uh, he raises it in the air. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny raises two cups. As you're doing this, um, Rex just stands up holding his drink. He looks super excited and super proud. Alvis lets out a huge sigh. And you all notice that in the other corner of this bar, there's a piano. And you see this man just sigh and walk towards the piano. And he starts playing the piano. And then Rex looks down as the piano starts going. This was from a play that I was in in, in the, the theater in Stone Falcon some time ago before my time in the military. I do, uh, I do apologize. I'm a bit, I'm a bit rusty, but. your drinks pick up your heads lads and sing along with me for at the end you'll be happy trust me you'll see now drown these sorrows and forget today if your back's against the wall or if you're avoiding a bad call if you've hit a dead end have a relationship you can't mend well then, grab a drink and forget today. Get drunk, pass out, rise with vigor, and I promise that come the new day, your confidence will have grown bigger. Now try, try again. And he starts repeating the chorus, and he starts trying to get you guys to do it with him. Do you join him? Oh, totally. No. Johnny's like fake mouthing out the words. Oh, perfect. Hoping that Rex is drunk enough to not notice. Uh, Try again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. G is bolstered with, with confidence. All of you guys are, like, <laughs> shitty, and you don't know why, but you all feel much better singing this song and getting into it with him. I got an 8 out of 3 on my style check, so I'm not saying any of the correct words, not even one of them. You're kind of bumbling over everyone, following through the best you can, um, but basically this this chorus just repeats like a couple of times until that's all you guys are singing, just constantly. Just the chorus over and over? Yeah, that's that's all that he starts singing <laughs> after a while. It seems as though he's like way too drunk to really get through any more. You all see Nora just kind of like sitting there, just sighing like she can't believe she has to hear this again. <laughs> <laughs> you all are serenaded by uh by Captain McMaster's there and then join in. 
But yeah, Johnny's just making up stuff, singing it along, like, when your brother gets stuck in a portal and disappears <laughs> and could be dead, <laughs> grab a drink with your friends. <laughs> no, that's perfect. I love it. That's great. He's inspired. Yeah, exactly. You feel great after singing along with Rex, no matter how bad and incoherent his song was. <laughs> um, Yeah. You all feel pretty great, and kind of after you all wind up um, stopping and eventually stop singing, your night begins to tone down. All of you begin to kind of, like, drink some water. Uh, after a little bit, food is brought out to you. So, like, after you're done playing the game and you're done singing, you're also you're brought out some food. You are given what you're told is... Is it? Oh, I have a question. Yeah. What's the rule on smoking indoors in this world? Um, You notice that Martellus, after a while, he does take out a pipe and he does begin to smoke some tobacco in here. It seems like it's acceptable. Many beers have been consumed and Johnny is just a chimney. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> He's like just chain smoking. There's like probably 10 like smoked cigarettes and a little ashtray in the center of the table yeah i was gonna say martellus would put out an ashtray for you there's a small wood block with a basically some rough hewn carvings in it to basically form like a bowl it's black with soot in the center of it so yeah you're given a very basic ashtray sorry to interrupt the thing about no no no, it's all good so what are we what are we are we feasting now yeah so at this point you guys are all kind of feasting and ending ending your night with this uh you're given what's called a horned beast stew it <laughs> seems to be very, very like <laughs> you're 12 years old. Horn. <laughs> I know that's why you laugh, motherfucker. <laughs> it's it's carefully stewed, beefy meat. It feels very much like you're eating cow, um, but it's it's actually a bit more more tender than what you all are used to for beef. Um, there's some sort of like leafy green that's stewed in in there with with there some root vegetables you think they're like some variant on potatoes maybe even turnips uh and it's seasoned it's very very flavorful it's very filling um and it's really really hearty just like instantly eating this like stew just makes you feel at home wait is grooks not here grooks is watching the ship isn't he grooks oh is still grooks. up at the ship <laughs> How does it compare to Grix Stew? I mean, this is very, very good. This is... You think that there are some interesting layers and complexities to Grix's chili? This is still a bit better. This is a lot better than the Chef Burdardee that I have at home. <laughs> Burdardee? Uh. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, uh, Mr. G, after we finish eating, Mr. G's gonna ask, uh, Johnny for a cigarette. He's gonna go over to Johnny B. Uh, would you mind if I, I took one of your, uh, one of your cigarettes, Johnny? Of course. He, well, hold on. He like reaches into the wrong pocket. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Put him on the other side. And he pulls out like one of those metal cases and he unfolds it and there's like the little, you know, he pulls them out. They're very ordered organized and he hands him one and then he pulls the lighter out and he like holds it up to his face so he can light it probably slightly missing to the side a bit as he's a little bit inebriated at this point just a little bit 
All right, and then then G's gonna pull from the cigarette, and he's gonna look around the room, and um, who like how inebriated is Nora, Rebecca, and Rebecca Rex? is not here and has not been here at all. Well, re- where's Rebecca? You assume she's at the bed and, bre- bed and breakfast. Oh, right on. She said she she did state that she was going to uh that she was going to head towards the springs. Uh Nora is here. Nora looks a bit inebriated. You definitely see uh her cheeks are very, very rosy. She has a very slight smile on her face and her eyes are a little bit squinted. You do also see her tilting back and forth listfully, very like lazily, and she kinda like catches herself and like pops up like a like a popping bubble. And and how drunk is uh is our our captain Rex McMaster? You know, for someone who's had so much alcohol and just sang so long with you guys, <laughs> he stands there just with the same confidence and stoic presence that you've seen of him all day. He definitely looks pretty shitty, but he doesn't look like he's letting it phase him. Right on. Mr. G puffs a cigarette and, and waits for the, uh, for what happens next as far as the, uh, the group. Yeah. So after you guys take some more time, you fiddle, you, you kind of like fiddle about, um, you see Rex just kind of like walk up from the table after finishing his food. Uh, Martellus, is there anything that I can do to help you get this place cleaned up before you close? Nope. No, sir. Uh, you guys are all set. Your bill's taken care of. This will be more than enough, sir. All right, Martellus, I want to, I, I want to thank you for everything this evening. You have a fine establishment, sir. I do hope that I get to see you again. Also, please ignore the bit about your planet dying and the potential murder. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> and Martellus just kind of like cocks his eyes a little bit and opens them wide and then just nods. And him and Rex have like a very hearty like handshake after there. And Rex turns back towards the table. I think it would be best if we all go get some rest and, and awake in the morning. That rhymed. Great. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't try and do the rhyme, but I did yeah, it. But you did. Mr. G's gonna walk over to Martellus and ask him, um, uh, Martellus, uh, I, I appreciate your hospitality for the evening. Uh, thank, uh, uh, thank you for, uh, for everything. Um, I, is there a blacksmith or some sort of workshop in the town? Nay, not in this town. Not in this town? Alright. Um, you might find some better workshops um if you go to High Centralia City to the capital. There's a lot of blacksmiths there as it's a direct depot from the mines. What what mines? Ah, the mithril mines. Where all the uh most of the the ores and metals that are used to create all of our structures are are mined out of the mithril mines. You mean the the mountain to the to the east, I believe. Where, where well, we, it kind of we... it, it kind of encompasses all of everywhere around us, but we're kind of nestled between it, where we are now. But yes, it's the same mountain range. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Be safe, gentlemen. Does anybody want a nightcap? I think I've got some bird bird been back home. 
Oh, Johnny, you got some Birdman, buddy? Heck yeah, let's get this going. Let's get in that. Let's get in those springs, Johnny. Let's get that Birdman in there. Late night walks. Sounds fun. Uh, so you, uh, Johnny, you, Kenny, and Anna Maria all kind of head out and are very excited about the prospect of more drinking ahead. Um, Alvis and Nora quietly walk out and then Rex walks out last behind, uh, Mr. G, Dennis, and Boots stumbling out. Uh, Mr. G is actually going to abandon his plans for the night and he's going to chase after Anna Marie and, uh, and Johnny and, uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go drink in the uh, in the hot springs with them. So he's okay. gonna chase after. Fuck yeah! Hey, I I would also like some <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> ah, I've got more cigarettes as well. It seems like you haven't used too many of those before. I also need another cigarette. Yes, and then I, I just said that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, my friend. Um, as you all exit the bar. Um, one thing you see and one thing you notice, you now see Silver outside. You see Silver is currently, um, sparring with, um, that silver-haired boy from the bed and breakfast. Uh, Patty was his name. Uh, they both seem to be sparring with their sacred beasts. What time is it? It's very late. Yeah, it's like two in the morning, right? At least. I'm assuming. Yeah. Their sacred beast centers are open 24-7, so it's all good. Yeah, the light, you see the light go- glowing from the corner of town. It's very much still open. The nurses work so much harder than anyone else. Long hours, <laughs> and they get paid so little. The nurses are the troops. On this planet, I'm assuming that they actually get paid pretty well. No, they get paid, they get paid very fucking well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're probably like <laughs> the most educated people on the fucking planet. <laughs> I think they're pretty much the only people that have jobs aside from the bartenders <laughs> and the professors and librarians. I mean, you haven't gone in anywhere else, but... I mean, and the miners, and the gym leaders, and the... (laughs) I mean, we can go on. Yeah, I mean, like, I can go into the whole infrastructure if you want, but I don't want to for you. No, it's all good. (laughs) No, I'd like a a breakdown of every single industry on the Oh, okay, sure. Literally all of them. Spare, Spare no details. You got it. Like I said, you see Silver is sparring with, uh, Patty, the worker from the the bed and breakfast that you met earlier um he has a mantis reaper dennis hey that's my thing you see that his mantis reaper has like a black cloth tied to its shoulder and it has like a necklace around it and it has a scar on its left uh its left like scythe hand and you see it going to battle with nightwing that blue little leathery bat with the bulbous linked tail with the uh, sharp tip on the back of it. Uh, they are feverishly fighting. You see a fire in his eye. You see determination. Do you guys do anything? Or do you just ignore it and go back to being drunk? I'll stay and watch. Okay. So you just kind of stand there and watch, just kind of like standing and like stumbling a little bit? Well, no, I'm. It's, there's got to be somewhere to sit down. Like a fountain or something. There's a floor. Something like that. The ground. Well, that's, that's it's true. It's always an option. <laughs> if there's no, if there's nowhere to sit, then I'll sit on the floor. There's a couple of benches that are next to the small lake in the center of town. You could go sit there and watch. There we go. I'll let, uh, I'll let my fella out of his capture sphere. Too. Okay, cool. Uh, you let out the mantis reaper and the mantis reaper just kind of, uh, floats there and he looks. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. His name is Bug. Okay. 
So Bug. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Bug kind of floats there and he looks in an anticipation and he looks at you and he looks back at the fight and then he looks back at you and he kind of nudges, <laughs> nudges you towards it. And he's like, are we, are we doing the thing? Like, uh, <laughs> well, uh, what a sense I would assume rolled to see if I actually get what he's going for. So Intelligence. Drunk. It seems pretty okay. apparent. Uh, that's a pass. Yeah, it's pretty Two fucking apparent. Three. He's like, you, me, them? <laughs> All right, but wait until they finish first. I'll go put a quarter down next to it or something. <laughs> you walk up and you take one of the fucking credits you got paid, and you put it next to Silver in the middle of a fight, and then you walk back to the bench and sit right back down. <laughs> and then I'll just watch the fight happen. <laughs> um, The rest of you, uh, do you all head back? Do you say anything? What What's going on? I stumble somewhere where it looks like I can lie down and have a nap, and then okay. I do that. Uh, I'm doing the nightcap thing, okay. uh, walking around at night, drinking, getting into shenanigans, laughing, being a general nuisance to the community. Gen- general nuisance to the community. Mr. G's tagging along with um with uh Anne Marie and and Johnny and. Uh, what's the fucking dog's name? Kenny. Kenny Doggins. Yeah. So Mr. G's, Mr. G's tagging along with Anna Marie and Kenny and Johnny. And like, he's just tagging along. He's not used to this kind of behavior, but like the alcohol seems to have taken hold and he's just having a good time. He's kind of forgotten about like his like objective driven, um, ideas and those like uh, his like objective driven behavior. And he's just, he's just following along and like, kind of just like like the younger kid in the group of friends like just kind of following the lead you know and just like continuing to drink and take hits off the bird bin and whatnot yeah got you hey mr g hey you want to play a game yeah yeah johnny i i I, uh i like games it's called take a sip of this bird bin oh i i Uh, i've played that game, but I'll I'll play it again. I, I, <laughs> and then he takes a sip of the bird bin. <laughs> Anna Maria's like, wait, no, I, I. How do you play this game? Well, it's okay. There's really a couple steps. First, actually, there's one step. You just drink the bird bin. That's about it. <laughs> all you gotta do. <laughs> she rips the flask out of your hand, there, Mister G. Like not trying to hurt you, just trying to be inebriated. And she takes a sip. All right, I did that. What do I? Do I win? <laughs> well, actually, as the game progresses, you do the same thing again, and it's a game that just goes on until you lose consciousness. I, I, I have a, I have a new game. It's called, uh, it's called Last One to the Hot Springs is, is a, a rotten egg, and then Mr. G runs <laughs> off to the hot springs. <laughs> Anna Maria goes running right after Mr. G. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny starts running on uh, all of his paws at once. Uh, Johnny runs after the bird bin that is being held by Anna Marie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do an agility check to see who gets it to the to the hot springs I'm first? Down. It's it's an opposed roll for everybody. This yeah. is opposed, right? Yeah. Oh god! Oh, two explosions, bitches! <laughs> Ooh, that's good. That's fucking good. Should I use my wings? You could. <laughs> nah. 
Uh, 26. 21 and a 19. Oh, fucking 45, dude. I exploded <laughs> twice. Mr. G bolts as he says that, and he fucking, like, sends it. He's running, running, running. He hits the door to get through the the uh, bed and breakfast, and he, like, hits it so fast, and, like, the person that's at the desk is like, what? And he's just like, boom, he's out the back door, and he just... <laughs> he completely ignores the closed sign. <laughs> yeah, he cannonballs straight into the fucking hot spring. Yeah, basically, the door starts, like, opening as soon as it, it registers that there's a person there, but you're almost moving too fast. So you, like, you run into the side of the, like moving open door and you spin around somehow spinning while still running straight ahead and you barely manage to catch yourself you push yourself through the doorway to get to the springs and do you jump in fully clothed or do you strip and then jump in he went in fully clothed okay cool i'm just like he the only thing he did is he dropped his backpack right before he jumped in and then as he gets in the hot spring he starts ripping his clothes off and just throws his sopping wet clothes off (laughs) His cargo pants are absorbing so much water. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, he's got all this, these clothing on. He just, he's, as he hits the, he cannonballs and stands back up in the like hot spring, he starts ripping his clothes off and throws them off toward the, toward the backpack. <laughs> Perfect. You follow pretty like close behind Mr. G as you see him dead ass sprint. You're like, wait, no, no, my bird bin. Oh no, that's an Anna Marie's hands. Oh, you're right, it is. So you start running after her. I forgot that, yeah. Yeah. It's funny, they're all going to the pool, and he's like, no, the bourbon! No, the bourbon! (laughs) This is ruining my plans! You actually just kind of follow her, so even though you got a 26, you're just following her in there? He's not trying to win. You're just trying to get your alcohol back. And she runs up to the pool, and she starts to take off her armor, the front of which is still kind of, like, sopping wet from just spilled beer on her. And she kind of, like, unclothes, and she runs into the, uh, once again, she also runs into the hot springs. You catch up to her, and you're able to take the flask back after a moment. She tries to kind of wrestle with you for a moment, and kind of, like, falls on you, and then rolls off on top of you, and you're able to get the Birdman back. Wait, he would take his clothes off first. Okay, that's fine. He does have a massive, like, trench coat. Well, it's not a trench coat, it's gonna... It's like a duster. A duster, thank you. A duster. duster. It's like the same thing, it's just less trashy. So Johnny Johnny takes his clothes off, it takes a second, and uh, recovers the Birdman takes you a moment but you do wrestle the bird bin back into your own hands all of you at this point kind of just go back to the the wonderful game of drink the bird bin until you are out um and from there you just kind of enjoy the rest of your night and it eventually dies down dylan boots just kind of comes in and goes to bed you get pretty you know relaxed comfortable uh do you do anything specific before you go to bed or do you just pass out i walk in and i face plant on the thing that most resembles a bed and just pass out you just you fall asleep right on the bed no mistaking it you pass right the fuck out dennis you're kind of sitting here for a moment and you're watching these two fight it definitely looks like they're they're like continuously sparring and it doesn't look like they're going to stop sparring with each other anytime soon uh i'm gonna have to get up and walk over to them then what do you do 
did they stop? They're still in the middle of everything they're doing. All right. Guys, I put a coin down. Come on. Yeah, Dennis, um, I'm going to be honest with you. <sighs> and you see, like, Silver still, like, not missing kind of a, a, a step and going back into the sparring. Uh-huh. Dennis, I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of, I'm in the middle of training. I'm not, I'm not strong enough. I need to get, I need to get stronger. I don't know what the quarter means. I don't even know what that is. Oh, I, oh, I literally put a quarter well, you down? Said, you said quarter down. So I, I'm using the terminology sure. you used. Okay. You actually put That's a credit fair. down, but same yeah, deal. He yeah. also doesn't know what that is. Okay. I, I thought you meant I literally had no. quarters. Like, how the fuck did I get that? Okay. Uh, well, I guess, I guess you guys don't have that here. Putting the coin down means you want, you want to play next. Like, take on the winner or something. Oh, um, well, um, Patty, do you mind if I, I spar with Dennis real quick then? Uh, no, man. No, it's cool. I'll, I'll take a breather. That's fine. And once again, Patty, the, the very, very chill, relaxed bed and breakfast worker just kind of takes a step back and he, uh, he takes his, um, sacred beast and he goes scoff come on let's go let's go take a break man and uh his sacred beast named scoff uh uh looks at bug and they kind of like meet eyes for a moment and they kind of like nod uh as they look at each other and you turn to face silver all right is there any rules in place for this or is it kind of just go nuts well i mean i would just say i would say go nuts man as long as you don't try and shoot us, that seems to be something that you're, you and your friends. <laughs> oh, like I meant to do. no rules within reason, Silver. Come on, I'm not the other crazy people in my okay, group. Okay, I, I guess that's fair, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even see a gun on you, so. <laughs> Is that the only reason? How far away is he? Can I roll a sense check to see if I hear him? Uh, you guys are outside, so I'll, I'll, I'll say you can roll your sense check. Oh, blackjack. <laughs> Mr. G hears this and and you hear faintly that I'm not crazy. I just want to defend myself from fucking crazy beasts. <laughs> no one hears that back. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. G, uh that was really unwarranted. Uh have more bourbon and be quiet, please. <laughs> also, here's another cigarette. Here's a trick. Put it behind your ear. Can I can I have one to smoke if I if I also put this one behind my ear? Well, you got two ears, don't you? Give me that bourbon, and then Mister G takes a big chug of the bourbon. <laughs> so uh, Johnny puts two cigarettes behind his very like uh, long ears. I <laughs> would you say that elf ears are better for putting cigarettes on? Definitely, you could hold multiple <laughs> cigarettes behind an elf ear. You could put two cigarettes behind one elf ear. This is something I've never thought about before. The advantages to being a dirtbag elf. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, he puts two of them behind one ear. Keep that other ear free and gives you some bourbon. So yeah, going back to what I was doing here. <laughs> you see Silver just kind of like, shake off for a moment and then he re-gets ready. So Dennis, this is probably your first time really fighting with your sacred beast, huh? Uh first training. We've done we did a couple small encounters, but not a whole lot of stuff went down. Gotcha. Well, your beasts are linked via the capture sphere, so 
you don't have to call out orders to it. Oh, is that why he seemed to know what I was thinking a few times? It's kind of weird me out. But I just went with it eventually. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you just went with it, but yeah, that's why. Okay, that makes much more sense. I thought it was something stupid like magic, which that's not real. I'm not going to go easy on you, as I am, once again, training, Dennis, but <laughs> I, I won't... No fatal blows. Is that acceptable? Oh, well, of course not. Right. Yeah. I just I have That's fine. to. Make I'm sure. not asking you to go easy. He was he was really amped up to do something. Oh no, absolutely. All right, Bug, are you ready to do this? And you see Bug just kind of go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, oh, I thought I thought he was talking to his. Like, wait, you named yours Bug? Too? No, he he acknowledges Bug before you start fighting. Okay, and then Bug just kind of like nods, and you see both of the like scythes hold out, and the wings start to flap and beat, and. You just, uh, you see Silver kind of look down, and the bat-like beast that he has that kind of shines in the moonlight, you now notice it has something around its neck. It seems to have a necklace with, like, a long claw on the end of it. Uh-huh. And this thing runs up to you. I need you to have Bug make me an opposed agility roll. Okay. Add anything to it, or just agility? Um, agility plus armor. It should have armor on there. Armor. Oh, there it is. Yep. yep it's yep. right in the corner. It's hard to see. I apologize. Yep. 27. Wait, 28. Sorry. Okay. That's not going to do it. So you see uh, Silver's eyes kind of like glow for a moment. And this is the first time you've really had a chance to kind of see that. Uh-huh. And then immediately after his eyes glow and fade, you see Nightwing, uh, the beast in front of him, the bat one, uh, fly up. And you see the edge of its, like, bulbous talon begin to glow purple, and it stabs into Bug twice, dealing two wounds to Bug. Okay. And I need Bug to make me an opposed vitality roll. Opposed? Okay. Accounting for the injuries you just took, right? No, just whatever whatever Bug's vitality rank is, just roll that and add it. That's what I mean, but after after the wounds no, were counted. No, 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 no. Total, oh, total oh, okay. vitality. Uh, five is a D still, right? Yeah. Fourteen? Uh, okay. <laughs> cool. You see, like, an inky kind of, like, poison drip off the end of Nightwing's tail as he comes up off of jabbing a bug twice. And afterwards... um. You see the poison kind of seeping off of Bug's arm as he's stabbed twice, and he kind of deflects deflects them. He is not poisoned. Okay, sweet. Move would go to you. Sweet. Um. So, in-universe, is there a reason I know how to assign moves to him? They're basically imprinted into the capture sphere, and moves are based on, instead of it being like a level thing, moves are based yep. on how bonded you are to your beast. Okay. Is there, like, a display on the sphere or something that tells me what I can do? Um, you basically, you have a, you have an idea based on holding the spear. You know, you know the moves Okay, so that's, uh, that's almost telepathic, too, then. Okay. Um, we're gonna go for wing attack. Okay. Strength plus five, 3d12. Okay. Wow. <laughs> is that a, is that a good wow or, like, a, a bad yeah, you'll one? you'll see. <laughs> I'm going to go with bad. Maybe bad for you. Uh, I meant bad for him. 
52. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a 52. <laughs> <You hit. laughs> ah, I was right. Aha. Oh, it doesn't actually say what it does damage-wise, though. Uh, what is uh, what is Bug's magic rank? Magic. Uh, rank is a D. Cool. So it would deal two. Uh, all attacks work kind of like elemental magic. They deal rank based on okay. element. Gotcha. You feel connected to Bug more than you have thus far, and Bug uh-huh. immediately starts to move and respond as you as you're in your head. You're like Bug, use wing attack. Bug rushes up and he dives down towards the ground. Both of his sides kind of like extended behind him, and for a moment it almost looks like he's about to faint. That he's attack going to attack, and he uses those razor sharp wings to kind of flip around and turn and strike up and slash him in a spinning motion with it. Oh yeah. You see that Nightwing takes the hit and then Nightwing is up above and Nightwing uh-huh. comes down over top. It's bulbous claw like hand begins to go glow black and I need you to have bug roll another agility or you can roll the block. It's up to you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and block. And is Steadfast passive, or do I have to activate Steadfast that? is passive. So if there's a move that they use that causes you to flinch, it raises your agility yep. by one rank. Uh, 47. <laughs> yeah, so you see uh, this glowing claw come down over top there for a moment, and Bug crosses both of those scythe like blades that he has for arms and blocks the overhead attack and they stay there and kind of like struggle against their own strength there for a moment and bug is able to kind of break free and create an opening what do you do uh i cheer yeah and then um how how quick can i consult the moves you can instantly you can instantly say it okay okay gotcha now, if I do, I have to specify the exact attack, or can I be something, say something vague, and Bug will just be like, "Oh, I know what he means." The exact moves definitely help kind of cater what it's trying to do. Or is that just more like a familiarity thing, like as it goes along? But you can you can try and do something more wild if you'd tr- like to. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna start testing out the system a little bit, and just gonna be like, yeah, follow that up with something. Some quick slash. Okay, cool. Um, so roll strength rank, please. Strength yep. rank. Okay, his rank, not mine. I assume. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> hey, my strength is a a two. <laughs> uh, do I get anything for rolling a straight? Because it's really shitty otherwise. Well, it has to be five dice. Oh, I rolled. I rolled a three, a four, and a five. How's that? Is that close enough? Not quite. So that's an 18. Uh, that one won't do it. Um, he manages to block the slash with his tail. Bug's blade kind of bounces off the tail. It's a little bit surprising how hard that tail is, considering you think it should be fleshy. Right. So, uh, can I roll some kind of, like, a sense check or something to gauge how well he responded to just saying a vague thing instead of a move? I, you don't even need a sense check for that. Uh, as soon as you called out to have him slash, he took both of his scythe arms and slashed at him, uh, horizontally pretty quickly. Alright, so he, he totally knew what I was going for. He understood pretty well. You're not sure how, uh, a less smart beast would handle that kind of thing? That makes Bug sense. seems to be pretty pretty quick quick minded. Yeah. 
That's why he's called Bug. I didn't call him that for nothing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand by that. That makes sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> bugs are smart. Sure. <laughs> cool. So I need you to make another dodge or block again here. Is he gonna get fatigued if he keeps blocking physically instead of dodging? No, it doesn't. It doesn't work like protect in that sense. He, as long as he has points and strength, he can block. Okay, uh, I'm gonna block then again. Uh, thirty-six. Uh, thirty-nine. I forgot about the armor. Or does that not count for this? No, armor counts. Armor counts. Okay, 39 then. No, you're able to successfully repel the next series of attacks there. He only takes one residual poison damage that kind of breaks through. Once again, working like elemental magic. But you're able to repel most of the strikes. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then quickly, I think, all right, let's go back to a wing attack. That worked really well last time. (laughs) So once again, you see uh, Bug kind of dive down, and he tries to strike it in with those, like, razor-sharp wings. It's a 23. Uh, that is also a 23. Alrighty, one die, please. Okay. Six. A three. Nope. <laughs> Wing attack does not work. And you guys kind of go back and forth for a while, and eventually Silver kind of, like, takes a step back and kind of stops. And he looks at you, and he goes, Dennis, you've got you've got a bit of a knack for this, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Ah, oh, fuck yeah. Thanks. Uh, Bug's kind of awesome, though. That helps a lot. Absolutely. Bug, you've done a good job sparring. And you see Silver pull out a uh, small red berry uh, from his pocket, and he gives it to Bug. Does he ask first? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not want me to give your sacred beast a treat? No, I, I was asking out of game, does he ask no. first? He just goes ahead and gives it no. to him. Eh, whatever, I'll just let it go. Bug is given this treat, he eats it, and he's very, very excited. Does he seem to like it? Very, very into it. Bug likes uh, berries. What was that, Silver? Oh. It's it's a berry that I found in the woods. They seem to be very, very rare. That's actually what it attracted Cheech to the area. They use these berries to make treats for sacred beasts. Oh, okay, okay. So there, there's precedent then, because I gotta say, leading with, oh, I found this berry in the woods. It doesn't sound great. Oh, but the woods, the woods provide so much. Sure, but without context, that just sounds kind of sketchy. I guess so. Um, well, uh, thank you for the the sparring match, Dennis. Yeah, that was really fun. Good. Maybe we can maybe we can spar some more tomorrow. Sure. Bug seemed to like it a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bug was stoked. He really wanted to do it. Okay. And he kind of like takes that moment and he nods back towards uh towards Patty and Patty comes back over and he kind of nods and he goes, "Hey man, you keep working on your bond with uh with your buddy Bug there and you guys are gonna get a, a bunch stronger, man." Sweet. Yeah. Uh, the the dynamic seems to be there. He gets what I'm thinking. Within a matter of moments, they go back to sparring with each other again as well. Oh, yeah. Um, What do you do? Uh, Well, I assume, I have to assume that Silver'd be up a little bit. I mean, Silver definitely seems like he's going to be up for a minute. That must have sobered me up a little bit. Sorry, I thought you said Silver, and I was like, yeah, he's going to be up. Why? <laughs> uh, no. Yes, you are a bit more sobered up. You are thinking a bit clearer now. Sweet. Uh, I really want to be in bed. Okay, so you... <laughs> That's where I want to be, because it's super it's late still, right? super late. 
you don't have a clock here. You don't know how their day-night cycles work. You've been up a while. You think it might be running about, like, 2, 3 in the morning now? Oh, yeah. I want bed. So you head back towards the B&B. You hear shouting from out in the hot springs. You immediately know why they're shouting in the hot springs. Oh, of course. You have no doubt in your mind, and you just ignore it, and you head straight up and go straight to bed. My drunky party party boys, what are you guys doing? I thought I thought we I thought we had more friends. I I thought we were going to have another friend. Uh, I have all the friends I need right here. Yeah, cheer, cheers to that, man. He looks past you and looks directly at Kenny. Kenny just looks at you. Johnny, you know, you know how much you mean to me, bud. He's a good, good dog. His eyes are closed, and he's starting to do that dog thing where he's, like, smacking his lips and yawning. And he's just like, Johnny, I, Johnny, I think I gotta go to bed there, bud. It's, it's gonna be a rough morning otherwise. But wait, uh, what if we thought of one of our really good ideas? I feel one coming on. <laughs> Is it going to be like the last one where you said we'd open a security company and be rich? I mean, to be fair, that security company has 16,000 credits in the bank, so that was a good idea. We're good security guys. Um, if I, if I remember correctly, uh, I think, uh, I, I'm owed some of those credits, guys, cause I- Mr. G. I helped you apprehend <laughs> that guy. Mr. G, just put this bottle in your mouth so I can talk to Kenny. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take another hit of bourbon, but I, I, I think I think I'm owed some of those credits. And then Mr. G takes this swig of the bourbon. I'm not going to lie to you, Kenny. I don't actually have an idea. I just didn't want you to leave yet. Well, now I feel bad, but I'm still going to leave. You, Johnny... Don't go to bed too late. I don't want to I don't want to have to wake you up in the morning, man. So Johnny goes to open his pack of cigarettes or his little case, I suppose, and there's none of them left. Uh I'm going to excuse myself back to the room so that I can get more cigarettes. I'll be back shortly. Oh, you can you can have one of these and and G pulls a cigarette from behind his ear cuz he has multiple behind his ear. That one is very wet. <laughs> can I roll a luck check to see if it's actually yeah, you can wet roll or not? A luck check to see if it's super wet or not. <laughs> because it shouldn't be, because he's just sitting in the thing. But he's also drunk. Johnny just waves his hand. Eleven out of four is super oh, it's wet. Fucking wet. It's bent. It kind of like flopped around your ear, so you pull it out, and it's like. It's it's kind of like a a crescent moon shape almost. Now it it's it's not gonna not gonna do the do the thing. I'll be honest with you, Mister G. I have some special cigarettes that I use at nighttime. That's a different kind. I'm gonna put these clothes up in the room as well. I'll be back shortly. Uh, so he goes up to go to the room, and while going through his pockets and satchel he falls asleep at the foot of the bed trying to find his special cigarettes i was gonna say kenny had also followed followed you up and kenny 100 percent is going to bed at this point anna looks at you mr g after a moment of him not coming back and she's like i don't 
I don't think they're coming back with with any anything else, Mister G. I think I th- I think we should just call it. I mean, I guess I I still have his bird bin, and she he shows his uh he still has the flask in his hand. Her eyes open wide and light up, and she just holds one <laughs> hand hand out and is like, oh. <laughs> so he hands over he hands over the flask. She downs it. All of it. Um. Yes, yes, it's gone. <laughs> because you all have been passing this thing around for a minute now, so it it absolutely is gone. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Mister G puts his hand out to grab the flask back to go get a hit, and there's like a a little bit, but barely anything left in there. Mister G hits that, and then he's like, "So Anna, what's?" What's the deal? Why did why did we even crash here? Why I thought weren't you supposed to be like the shield person? Those whatever that crow thing was that attacked us. It scrambled what shields I did have on it. I don't know what sort of magics they use to get by my defenses. So you're you're trying to tell me that that your shields get taken down by by crows? I Do you do you have any explanation for what that thing was? No, it's just a fucking crow, dude. I, I don't know what to <laughs> tell you. I, I... Do you think I'm happy about having my shields taken down by just a crow, skinny boy? You know, I've I've heard about planes going down from, like, birds. So, like, maybe it's just, like, crows. Like fucking crows. Some sort of dark <laughs> magic there, man. Dark crows. I don't know how they got past my shields, but hopefully we can find something to bolster their defenses. Where are these special cigarettes? Let me. I'm gonna go up to his room. I'm gonna find those special cigarettes. Hold I'm on. coming with you. Okay. I'm coming with you. We're gonna find the special cigarettes. <laughs> You pass out, and after a moment, there's a banging on your door. Wait, can I make it? Can 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 Anna and I make a strength check to see if we can fucking? <laughs> I mean, Johnny would probably wake up. You can make me a sense check to see if you wake up. I rolled a ten out of two. Oh, she passed hers. Um, she knocks on the door with a lot of force. Where are the cigarettes? I would have passed my my sense check to wake up. Okay, you wake up. Do you give them cigarettes or answer the door or he opens the door and says housekeeping I presume No Johnny where where are the cigarettes Where is uh, you told us special ones where are they Johnny is half half asleep at this point Well uh there are many places that you can find cigarettes at the corner store in a carton or you can get special cigarettes from a nice gentleman who lives <laughs> in the apartment below mine. <laughs> He's an interesting gentleman that has very dreaded hair. So you don't you don't have any special cigarettes? You're trying to get my special cigarettes. I'm trying to get some of your special cigarettes, yeah. He snaps awake and he's just like I forgot that that's what we were doing. <laughs> Hold on, but one moment. Is there a window in this room? Come in, come in. 
Mr. G pushes his way in the build in the room for there sure. There is a window. I I think this is uh this is yours here, Johnny. Shh. There's this people is, sleeping. Is, you gotta this be is yours considerate, here, Johnny. Back. Here's your here's your flask. I you got where are the special Shh. cigarettes. Where are the special Johnny's cigarettes? Johnny's going through <laughs> his uh various items trying to find his special cigarettes. With Mr. G, he just hands him a normal cigarette, says, these are special cigarettes. Make sure that you don't smoke it until you're in your own room, laying in bed. <laughs> it's like Michael's secret stuff. Mr. G passes into like check. He knows that that's not a special cigarette. It's the same as the normal ones. <laughs> it's, it definitely looks like a cigarette. Yeah, he got two out of, two out of eight. Yeah. He's like, these aren't special. These are my special nighttime cigarettes. At this point, Anna takes her cigarette. It's best if you said it's best if it's in the bed. Yes, go to your bedroom, but make sure that you don't fall asleep with a lit cigarette in your hand. No promises. Good night. And she gets up and she uh, takes the cigarette and leaves. Oh shit! That was actually my special cigarette. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> After she walks away. Eh, she's fine. <laughs> so where where are the special cigarettes, Johnny? Uh, I just gave it to Anna Marie. Can I can I check to see if he's lying? <laughs> I mean, all of the other cigarettes he has are just normal cigarettes. You're gonna like break into her room, just like ah, I knew it. The one that he handed her had no filter, it had no filter, and it seemed to be hand rolled. I'm assuming Johnny has some pot, and Mister G wants to smoke some pot. <laughs> Dude, it's Anna Marie has it. You gotta, you gotta go after Anna Marie. <laughs> I'm telling you, I accidentally gave my special cigarette to Anna Marie. I was gonna save it for myself when you had left. Shh. But I accidentally gave the special one to her. Whoops, a daisy. All right, dude. Well, tonight was, tonight was a good night, man. I, I had a Mr. G. I actually had a good night. And he puts out his hand He's to, for a fist bump. Johnny puts his hand on uh, Mr. G's shoulder and says, Mr. G, I have to ask you very kindly to please get the fuck out of my room as I am very tired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was I was going to leave. I was, I was saying goodbye. I thought... He's a good kid. Whatever. And he kind of just puts his hand on your head and he like ruffles your hair. He's a good kid. Fun not, Mr. G. And he just, like, pats you on the back as he's, like, kind of drifting off again. And as Mr. G walks out the door, he goes, You know, you're, you're, you're patronizing bullshit. It's, like, kind of putting a damper on this whole thing. And he, and he walks away to back to his room. Shh. <laughs> it's sleep time. It's sleep time. <laughs> on that note, all of you go up to your rooms and you all promptly pass the fuck out. Um, and with that, we are going to end this evening. All right. If you are still listening at this point in the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out Fractured World. We're back, baby. I am super, super stoked to be finishing the Fractured World storyline. And I hope you are all excited to uh, come on this uh, this journey. If you've liked what you heard, go ahead and spread the word. Uh, check us out on Twitter, 
uh, Facebook, Instagram, all the social media by the game, by Warplords, uh, drive through RPG. Uh, we'll see you all next Wednesday. Be safe out there.